Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific Time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same, and we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints, but they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook, facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the Word. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Okay, class, class, we want to talk about what we learned during the lockdown. The first question is, what did we learn during the quarantine, kids? Susie. That government overreach is real. What about you, Johnny? We went from home of the brave to home of the government slave. And you, Michael? We need to refresh the tree of liberty. What about you, Diane? So many sheep are willing to give up their rights because of a little fear. Very good, class. Hello to all you filth bags and something duckers that are looking for employment. We are hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. Are you able to knock on doors and demand to see people's tax returns? We need people who are willing to handle firearms. You need to be the government's new army. Your job will consist of number not grades of people who work as waitresses and did not report all their cash tips. Or maybe they had a yard sale and did not report income. You might need to shoot someone dead who is refusing to cooperate. Or you may have to deal with some children's. That part is for me. 
you might need to enforce your will on people by any means necessary to force those 99% dolts and nincompoops to give over all their property to the 1%. If they say they voted for Trump, you kick them in the kumquats. Look, almost 75 million Americans voted for Trump. Another 12 million voted for other candidates. There is another 40 million that voted for Brandon and said something mean about him on Spybook. We need to teach those political enemies that we mean business as we turn America into a third world hellhole for all. If you vote Democrat we will be coming for you eventually, but for now we are starting our training and first order of work with bringing those right and center wing extremists to those FEMA camps that do not exist. So he wants to work for the IRS. Just go to their website and then we will put you in basic training. Once you prove to us you can handle a firearm and threaten Trump supporters hardcore enough, we will place you on those mean streets and help us confiscate property on all those fuss budgets that did not complete a perfect error-free annual taxation form. Good luck to all you applicants. And good luck all you dolts and something luck cares who will let us get away with it. Hello Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, back to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on freedomizerradio.com now sit back and enjoy the show
welcome back to another great night here on the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizer Radio. I am your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Wednesday, so we will have Joanne Moretti joining us here. And if you out there in Radio Land have anything you want to share out there, The number is 319-527-6208, and just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into today's conversation. So with that, let's go ahead and bring in my Wednesday counterpart here. We do have Joanne Moretti joining us here. Welcome in, Joanne. Hey, everybody. Hi, Freedomizer. Hey, Proof. How you doing? No, I'm out of the It got lagged for a second there. Sorry about that. Anyway. Yeah, a little, little delay on the applause, you guys out there, my adoring fans. <laughs> yeah, so how's it going? Man, what a week, huh? Yeah, I have to admit that I am completely Israel and gaza out. Well, I understand that, but there's, you know, it's just it's escalating, and it's not just Israel and Gaza. We we know about that. We talked about it last week. What the real deal is. So, yeah, that hospital they say was bombed. Did you see any video of the, of the hospital being bombed? All I saw was video of the parking lot on fire. Right. Yeah, there was. There's no evidence that that hospital was bombed at all. Yeah, you see a whole bunch of cars all burnt out in the parking lot, but it wasn't even Israel's rocket. The whole world is lit up. But that's all that Muslim Brotherhood stuff. Remember when they said that there was a video mocking Islam and Hillary Clinton spread all that, and there was riots in Egypt and Lebanon and Libya and all those places. She was trying to hide the Gaza thing, the um, the Benghazi thing. But that's the same groups all rioting again. But you notice they're not going to take them. You know, Egypt isn't was taking them as refugees. No. Egypt just got rid of them with the Muslim right. Brotherhood. They they had two revolutions over those people. So they don't want them. Jordan doesn't want them. They've already had issues with that before. They tried to assassinate the king. So they're not Poland taking said them. no. Even Poland said no? Yeah. Yeah, that's the last thing they need right now. They're watching their behinds with that Ukraine-Russia thing going on. You know, notice how Who we took our money off. Who was the one in Congress the- that, that was saying that we need to send U.S. troops over to Israel and let the Palestinians from Gaza come here as refugees? Oh, I don't know who said that, but that just... Oh, I do know who said it. It was the guy that pulled the fire alarm. That's what Bowman. I thought. Yeah. yeah, Jamal Bowman. I thought that was him, but yeah. I couldn't confirm that. Yeah, that was him. He, the guy who doesn't know what a fire alarm does. Used to be a principal of a school. Yeah, him. He wants to bring them over here. Is he insane? I think so. They're already here anyhow. Biden already got that covered. We have 10 million strong U.N. Army over here. The only thing missing is the blue helmets. See all those military-aged men coming across that border? And 
somebody was saying that he was going to offer them jobs and in New York. And one of the refugees says, we don't want jobs. We just want the money. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Just give me money. So we're paying them to be here. We're giving them money. We're giving them lodging. We're giving them transportation. We're, you know, minding their kids, educating their kids. You know, they can even have alcohol and cigarettes. They got cash cards. Not cash cards or debit cards. But, yeah. you know, if they need cash, they can get it at an ATM with the debit card. So we have absolutely paying and quartering a foreign army. And they're only going to be loyal to the people who brought them here the NGOs and the UN and all of that. You know, if they got a UN debit card, who do you think they're going to be loyal to? And they don't know anything about our Constitution, our founding documents, our history. They hardly know their own. And that, that's why the globalists want them. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's who their, their loyalty will lie with. You don't. You can't be loyal to something you never even heard about. But people aren't seeing it that way because they're not wearing army fatigues and carrying guns. Doesn't make them any less of an army. That's a hell of a strong army, ten million, inside the United States. Right. And that's not including the ones that got away. I don't know how they call them gotaways. Anyhow, they see them on the radar, but they never end up catching them, so they don't know who those people are. <laughs> yeah, they got that away. We have drones, we have satellites, we have heat seeking, you know, image seeking things flying around in the sky and they don't know who they are, where they went or what they're doing. That's uh that's insane too though. They were allowed to get away. They said we had the most secure border. We have all kinds of technology down there. We're probably using all of it. They probably know exactly where everybody is. We're not enforcing anything. Right. But we are surveilling. And did you see Joe Biden today? I am so embarrassed. First he was talking about Blinken, and he was saying something about when he was in the Senate with Blinken, and he asked Blinken to write something for him. And Blinken wrote some really poignant words, and it started out with, Ah, uh, never mind. I'm taking up too much time anyhow. That's oh. what he said. That's those are that's a quote. And then he's talking to Bibi Netanyahu and he just babbled on about some Irish poem. I saw that. And, yeah. What did that have to do with anything? And everybody else canceled the visits with him. Jordan, Qatar, Egypt. He was supposed to go to all those places. He, in Lebanon, he didn't. He's not going to any of them. They all told him, "Stay home. We don't. We don't need your kind around here." Hmm. Netanyahu did. You know, he he met with him, but Netanyahu's known him for ages, and he knows the guy's a noodlehead. Hmm. But he still had to entertain him because of the whole global political situation, so you got to be nice to the nitwit. Wow. The last thing they needed was a silver alert. I'm glad maybe he was keeping an eye on them. 
because the Americans sure aren't keeping an eye on him. I don't know why they even sent him. And what does it have to do with him anyhow? He should have stayed out of it. He doesn't have to make this big whole show and get on a plane and go over to Israel. He didn't have to do that. What was that all about anyhow? What was the purpose of him going over there? He just wanted the attention. He wanted it all on him. He's going to bring all that destruction down on us. Oh, you want to be the big man? You want to claim this? Fine. That's what he's doing. You know, there was no need to call attention to himself. We were kind of down low for a minute there. But he brought it on to us. And I think the goal is to take out Iran's nukes. See, everything's Iran, 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 Iran. Iran supporting Hezbollah, Iran supporting Hamas. And the UN sent a whole bunch of supplies to the people over in Gaza. And Egypt opened up the door so it can let it in. And Hamas made off with it. And now the people are starving and they don't have any water. And, you know, their supplies are all gone. So now we got to feel bad again. Well, you just handed them over to Hamas. But Barry Satoro and his husband, Michael Robinson Obama, who's a nice lady, he signed the deal to allow Iran to get their nuclears going. Yes, he did. And John Kerry's been working against yes, the Trump official administration office, right. while Trump was yeah while Trump was in office. John Kerry's running around the world making nuclear deals with these people. Who the hell was he? He wasn't elected to anything. Yeah, he didn't even have a job at that point. No, and his stepson was also on the board of Burisma and right. the other energy companies. Yeah, they so didn't he have anyone money in the Ukraine that, that could be on a board for the Ukraine energy company. Only only kids of uh, of Congress people and senators. Right. But they weren't influence peddling at all, right? Right. Right. You look at this kid all cracked out in a bed next to me, possibly an underage hooker. I said possibly because it could be just a, you know, a petite person. However got a crack pipe in his mouth he has no clothes on and he's wasted out of his mind in a foreign country which is absolutely a blackmail situation and what company says oh we need him nobody else in the whole world is going to do we need his expertise for what and see people they're banging down his door because they need him or they need his father and to get to the father, you go to him. And now they got all this stuff on tape and show it to the father and say, okay, let's make a deal. You know, the father doesn't want that stuff out. But if it was on Hunter's computer, you know darn well it was on the Chinese and the Russians and whoever else wanted influence with the vice president or senator. You know, they got a hold of it, too. Right. You know, I mean, look how, look how long we've had computers and look how many times they tell us, oh, this was this data was breached and this was hacked. Or, that agency, all your, your Social Security numbers were exposed and stuff. Every keystroke out there is being monitored. We have so many satellites, I'm surprised they can get another one out there without running into traffic. That is true. So, yeah. Yeah, you have to wait for the, the optimum time. You've got to have weather and you've got to have a, 
some distance between whatever else is floating around out there. And, you know, every once in a while, one of them falls out of the sky, probably because it got in a collision or was intentionally taken out. Or maybe got rumbled with one of the rocket launches and, and sent out of orbit. But, yeah, there's a lot of satellites out there between Comcast and SpaceX and, I mean, everywhere, T-Mobile, uh, Global Tel, everybody's got satellites out there. Even Walmart has their own satellites. They have their own internet system, and they have their own power stations, which is good information to know when the chips hit the fan. Secure those places. Yeah. While everybody's out there looting big TVs, make sure you secure those big box stores. Right. Because if you let those get looted, few people have everything. But if you secure it, the whole community can be taken care of because everything the community needs is in those stores. In the supermarkets, the big box stores like Sam's Club and Walmart and VJ's and, you know, home improvement places because everybody needs tools to fix things. And if you want to keep your community going, you'll secure those resources. Things are getting that bad. Look what's going on in Gaza. Look what's going on in Chicago. You see, there's riots in Chicago right now. And the hospital wasn't even bombed. It was the parking lot. I'm just trying to understand why why the liberals... I'm I'm trying my best to understand Jews for Palestine and, and gays for Palestine. Those right there are ridiculous. They're not compatible. I watched a video with the, the quiz for Palestine on it. That was the guy's sign. And the people that were protesting were walking by and telling them, get out of here and spitting on them and stuff. And he's looking at them like, I'm with you. And they're telling him to get out of here. So he finally got, you know, upset and left. But, you know, they keep trying to tell us that there's a difference between the Palestinian people and Hamas, and I'm sure there is. And they're telling us that there's a difference between the Lebanese and Hamas. Not Hamas, Hezbollah. And I'm sure there is. As I remember, I had a friend who had to leave Lebanon when the Muslims took over. Those are the same ones that they put in Palestine, too. They're the, mm-hmm. the same factions. But, you know, he had to flee his country because of, of all the upheaval. But the people can expel them. Why aren't the Palestinian people purging them? You know, if, if these people are terrorists among you, you grab them up and you throw them over the wall and you give them to Israel. Here, here's, here's your guy. Now stop bombing things. You know, don't have them running your country. In the meantime, the leaders of Hamas are in Qatar right now, eating caviar and sipping champagne and yucking it up with the big shots and soaking in the hot tub while those people are in a war and they're in a, in a bad situation. Here's those guys yucking it up up there. Would you fight for them? You know, at least they could do a show up for the fight. 
You don't say, oh, okay, all you guys, all, you go fight. We're going to be up here watching. Well, uh, well, a classic example is Zelensky. Look at him getting to tour the world and become a, a what he thinks is a, is a global icon. And, right? uh, and what has he done? He's not even winning the war with all this money and weaponry and, and hardware. Right. Yeah, he's just another one yucking it up and, and running around the world like he's some sort of a superstar. Because he's another vessel. He's as corrupt as it gets, and he's happy to take all this money and dole it out to whoever is supposed to get it and keep a piece for himself. You know, and the heck with those people. A lot of his people left. They're in Poland and, and um, where else did they go? Because Belarus? Belarus, yeah. So, I don't know. And then they're saying they want to give them another $100 billion. Plus, they're fighting over contracts for rebuild. BlackRock has already got contracts over there for after the war is over to do rebuilding and financing and things like that. So this is such a scam. We shouldn't be in there. We shouldn't be spending any more money. We shouldn't be provoking Russia. You know, don't put biolabs on the border. That's part of what the problem was. And don't join NATO. You know, you can hang around with NATO and be friends with NATO, but don't invite them to the border. So Zelensky, even provoking Russia more, is saying, well, if he starts to lose the war, he's going to annex with Poland. And that automatically puts them in with NATO if they're a territory of Poland. Did anybody ask Poland? Yeah, I'm trying to understand that because this new president of Poland doesn't sound like he's uh, he is interested in any of this. Right? That's another thing. So I don't know who the Zelensky thinks he is and who he's dealing with. But the, all the, the world, our foreign policy is an absolute mess right now. Our domestic policy is even worse. Do you know how much money Iran's making pumping more and more oil every day? There used to be sanctions on that. They weren't making yeah. much money. They were almost bankrupt. Now we're almost bankrupt because Biden, what he sold was our energy. He sold this whole country out, our energy. He shut off refining, drilling, permitting, um, fracking, pipelines. He shut all that down. That was our lifeline. So now, and our oil reserve, we've got 17 days in our emergency reserve. And when he did take it out, he sold it to China. Yes. So it still didn't benefit the United States, our military, or anything else. We don't have the capacity to get in these wars right now. We have absolutely crippled ourselves. We turned the military in a bunch of, into a bunch of My Little Ponies there, freaking rainbow riders, we have decimated our energy industry. Everybody that's making money on energy, the Saudis, they gave the Bidens money. The Ukrainians, they gave the Bidens money. The Russians, they gave the Bidens money. The Saudis, they gave the Bidens money. And this is not giving America money. This is giving the Bidens money. Right. 
Right, they didn't give America a dollar. We're still giving them money. Yes. Why are we sending aid to the Saudis or Hamas? That's not our, I mean, we're the world's welfare program. Well, Janet Yellen even said we can afford all these wars. What does she know? She's been wrong at everything she opened her mouth about since she got the job. Yes. Every single thing she said was wrong. Was the absolute opposite. It's like she's living in a mirror world here. Yeah, you can't believe her. If she said it's 9 o'clock in the morning, you better look outside and check your watch. She has no (laughs) clue. Yeah, that woman, she's been wrong about everything. But you notice how Hunter Biden's not in the news anymore. And Ukraine's taking a backseat right now. And that screwball, Zelensky, he flew over to Israel. Yeah, he's trying to team up with them and see if he can if he can still keep his uh, his dreams alive. Yeah, because he's trying to get Benjamin Netanyahu to put pressure on Biden to, and Congress to associate both of those aides into one bill. They want aid to Israel attached to $100 billion for Ukraine. That's, that's what the administration wants. With and no Congress. It, and, and, yeah, the Congress and, and our stupid Congress. You know, they're screaming at Matt Gates and, and uh, seven others for screwing up the speakership. Well, it took the majority to vote for that. That's One person can call for it, but the majority has to vote for it. So they didn't have to vote for it, but they did. You know, we'll get to that. Anyhow, our, our foreign policy is in shambles, and it's, a te- it's, it's affecting our financial policy. And, of course, the border thing, that's affecting us in, in many, many ways. And pretty soon that's going to turn against us. And we'll look like th- this is just how they infiltrate everything. It's textbook infiltration. You know, at first that there was a novelty. Oh, they just poor migrants, let them in. You know, and the empathy kicks in. And then you had AOC at the border, and she was, you know, crying there at the fence, oh, the kids in cages. No, they weren't. But, you know, so everybody's heart goes out to them. And more and more come, and more and more come. And they're being strategically placed all around the country, too, like any army would be. You know, they they talk about Texas sending all those refugees to New York. He sent 1,300. There's 200,000 of them. Where the rest of them come from? But they're, they're, like, assigning them there. You hear the stories out of the Border Patrol saying, you know, this many's going to New York, this many's going to Chicago, this many's going to Atlanta. And they're assigning these people places to go. These many are going to Massachusetts. A lot of the blue states are getting the bigger numbers of them. You know, and and it's actually pretty smart. Pretty soon they'll be able to vote. And remember how we got 
Tlaib and Ilan Omar was they put those refugees in clusters and then they let them vote. And they voted with what they knew. That's how they change it. You put enough people in there of what you need them to do, they'll do it. And then, of course, they fight all the efforts to clean up the voter process. I just don't understand how some of us can see it and some of us can't prove. Why is that? Why are people still walking around with their heads in the sand, unaware of all this is going on around them? Well, the, I, I'm just in shock that these people are taking lobby money in Congress to vote for someone like Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin didn't ask to be Speaker of the House. No. Someone wants George W. Bush to be the Speaker of the House. Yeah, they're just playing games. See, now they have an the spigots open. They have an opportunity to wheel and deal. And the lobbyists are in there and getting people to promise this and promise that. And they're spending money on, you know, affecting votes. You know, they're sneaking people money. Yeah, vote for this one or don't vote for Jordan. or You know, they want to tie this up as long as they can. The more it's tied up, the more deals that can be made. Benny Johnson but said also, that I mean, they're literally... But doesn't that mean the, the, the less spending that could take place? If I... If I was someone like a Matt Gates, I would say, hey, it's time to go back to work. We're trying to go back to work, but we're not going to play these games. We'll just vote again tomorrow. And right. uh, we'll just continue to not spend money. I-, I wish they would own it. If they owned it, it would get over. And then they're, they're flipping out because some of them wanted to, or Joe, uh, Jordan wanted it done in public, the wheeling and dealing, the sausage making, you know, the voting. So yes. when they did it in public, their constituents started calling. And they're mad at that. They're mad that the constituents were calling. Yeah, they, they just want to be able private. to do the deals with nobody complaining. Right. Exactly. Doesn't work that way. Nope. Well, tomorrow at noon, they're going to try it again. So we'll see, we'll see what happens then. James Woods says, we got a bubbling bag man living for his 10% off his crack addict kid, a cackling hyena, a hot beat away from the nuclear button, and our only hope is a mega margin in the House of Representatives where crazed communist Hakeem Jeffries is poised to be speaker. Get it together, Republicans, for crying out loud. Oh, I, I saw I mean, that some of those Republicans, I think it was Bacon, don't quote me, but I think it was Bacon that said he'd rather vote for Hakeem Jeffries than Jim Jordan. Why don't he just turn Democrat? Exactly. Hakeem Jeffries is, is a sworn communist. Um, yes. He's a member of the Communist Party USA, and he's talking trash about Jim Jordan, saying he's the poster child for mega-extremism. Why? Wanting the best for your country is extreme now? 
Yes, you're supposed to be giving away your country. Yeah, we've been giving it away. I don't know, man. This is getting absolutely. And then you got 45 house rhinos sign a letter. And they love to sign letters, too. What's this? You got 100 spies sign a letter. Now you got 45 house representatives there, Republicans. And they're calling out the eight GOP for not voting, but absolutely not, not voting. They're calling out, like, Gates because they removed McCarthy as Speaker. And they signed this letter this morning calling out the AGOP representatives. So in their letter, they argue that Kevin McCarthy, a very weak and timid leader, was one of the most accomplished Republican leaders in modern history. So, you know, you know that's baloney, too. He didn't. He came out and said, well, I tried to fight for it, but the Democrats said no. So we're just going to have to accept it. Well, let me let me put oh, it this we, way. So... Uh, Mitch McConnell, let's pretend it's a baseball game. Mitch McConnell has not gotten a hit since the last election. Ronna McDaniel right. has not gotten a hit since the last election. And mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy got two singles. Didn't leave right. first base. So is he right. better than the other two? Yes. But does it matter? Not at all. Yeah, nothing mattered. It got nowhere. They were supposed to release all the footage, and they didn't. They released it to select people. So we still got an edited version. Nobody released 400 hours to us. Because people like us would have sat for 400 hours and watched it. Might have watched it in a little quicker motion, but we would have watched it. Um, There was other things he he was supposed to do. Oh, they were supposed to do the impeachment thing, but then they they slow-walked that. They announced, oh, we got this impeachment inquiry. What do you got to inquire? You got so much evidence. They had this whole show thing, like a, like a reality TV going on in the house with all the witnesses and, you know, the dirty pictures, everything. And they got nowhere with it. You know, it's not going to pass in the Senate. But if you can show them on you know, true evidence, I'm sure there's a couple of senators who will say, well, you know, you, you got the solid evidence here, maybe. And you could get them on your side. But they haven't even tried. And meanwhile, the whole country's going to hell. What a mess we're in. I don't know which is worse. The the worst one might be that the the one guy that... uh, he said that Jim Jordan's probably a good speaker, but I voted for Tom Emmer because I can't stand him and wanted to give him a job he doesn't like. Though that's real good rationale for the people of this country. The country's in an uproar. Everything is falling to pieces, and they're playing childish games like that. You know, they're just wasting time, wasting votes. Why bother? Yeah. Why don't they just vote present then? I know. At least the guy who's filling in temporarily, he got rid of Steny Hoyer and Pelosi out of the offices. He got more done than anybody. This is insane. And they're wheeling and dealing even worse now. I was reading a, a post over at formerly Twitter, now X. Yeah. Ben says he's got all kinds of spies. 
over there, and they're all wheeling and dealing behind everybody's backs, and it's it's like they're drunk. Here, I'll, I'll read you this little piece. It it says here, um, Steve Bannon says, I have spies everywhere. Folks were calling me last night from Capitol Grill, which is the worst of the worst, and the lobbyists were literally walking around cutting deals with people at the tables. They said a couple of people that are going to be added to this, they were in full view, maybe having a few adult beverages, cutting deals with the lobbyists to vote against Jordan. So they're literally drinking, boozing it up, and making deals at this bar in front of everybody else. They're not even trying to hide these wheeling and dealing from each other. The lobbyists, and then some of them are to vote against Jordan, some of them are to vote with Jordan. The money's being passed around. I mean, it's like a brothel up there. And I could see if it was uh, if it was more evenly voted on, like if if it was instead of two seventeen, it was like one fourteen to one thirteen. I would get that, but it's blatantly obvious who's going to win. So why not get out of the way? You can't put your your petty thoughts aside. Yeah, but this is how they're buying time. This is how they're making deals and making money behind everybody's back. Right. You know, well, yeah, I'll vote for you, but you got to do this for me, and I want this, and I want that. And then well, you like say the to them, well, that's too be, much. Yeah, we'll let you be speaker, but we have to neuter you like we did everybody else. Right. So you got to agree to this and agree to that, and you're not going to go this way, and you're not going to do that. And here's, here's a little something-something on the side for the kids. It's always for the kids. That's how Biden did it. Yeah. I I just uh, if I, I bet you somebody's going to negotiate. Like, all right, you you can't you can't uh, you can't endorse Trump. You have to slam Trump every chance you get, and you have to say Hunter Biden was not guilty. Right. And then I'll vote. Then I'll vote for you. Right. And you either make that deal or you don't. And if you don't make the deal, you don't get the vote. Yeah. You know, and there's a little something in there for yourself. I'm really? telling you, if That's they just you... owned if they owned the shutdown, they would win, but they're not owning it. No. They need to flip it around and say, see, these are the bozos that are holding our country hostage, and they need to be public with that. These people are, are, are too too worried. Uh, about the five-gallon bucket being red instead of being blue, I- instead of what's inside the bucket. Right. You know, and, and it, they're holding up this money for Ukraine and holding up the money for mm-hmm. Israel and holding up all kinds of stuff, the soldiers. And and I wish that they'd all go on vacation. And don't come back until you can get this right. And if Ukraine goes without money, let them find another sucker. We send them billions and billions and billions of dollars, and they want more and more. You know, we're sending them all kinds of cash, and then they tell us, send us tanks and planes. Buy them. What would you do with the cash? Do we have to buy them that, too? That's a money pit. Of course it is. And they'll stay, they're they saying, oh, well, we'll stay as long as necessary, as long as it takes. They're pledging to stay in Ukraine. 
Yeah, they'll oh, keep as that money figured out. As long as our pockets out. get lined, we'll stay as long as we need to. Yeah. In the meantime, they're screaming for a ceasefire in Israel. And that just started. Well, yeah, they need the ceasefire in Israel so they could keep funding Ukraine. Yes. But they're talking about, oh, the poor, you know, just civilians this and the civilians that. They're not saying that about the, the Ukrainian civilians or the Russian civilians. No. No, they're saying it about the Palestinian civilians and the Israeli civilians, though. Well, there's two sets of civilians in the other war. What about them? And like you said, Zelensky's flying around the world living it up. While all these people are fighting each other. Why would you fight for somebody who isn't even in the game? Yeah, you guys go over there and fight, and I'm, I'm going to be over here in the hot tub sipping champagne. Good luck, fellas. Hmm. That's what it looks like to me. I wouldn't fight for him. No. You know, you put a little skin in the game too, pal. At least you could do is stick around. That's just rude to ask these people to potentially die for you while you are eating caviar in another country. That's audacity. You know, you got people in the streets all over the world. For lies. But that's how that's how propaganda works. And the media absolutely is the enemy of the people. They jumped right on that hospital story. There wasn't even footage of a hospital being damaged. And it wasn't an Israeli rocket. And they proved it. And why would they be shooting over a hospital towards Israel? Why don't you take your rockets and go behind the hospital and then shoot over to Israel? Don't lob your rockets so that they pass over the roof of the hospital. And they're lucky it only hit the parking lot. There is no evidence of 500 dead. And Israel has precision weapons. They have GPS on the tips of them. They didn't make them out of water pipes and PVC and all the stuff that was supposed to build their infrastructure and sewers and electrical grid. You know, they took all those pots that were being sent to them and made bombs out of them instead. And they let the place be a slum. Do you know how beautiful that Palestinian area could be? It is such a slum right now, but it's all coastal on one side. They could have beautiful luxury hotels and tiki bars, and instead they want to spend their money on firing rockets at Israel. They get tons and tons of money, billions of dollars, supposedly for infrastructure and for humanitarian aid. Lots of money runs through that place. They could be like Morocco. But instead, it's a slum. The electricity's terrible. The water's terrible. The schools are terrible. The hospitals are terrible. Everything's terrible. It shouldn't be like that with all that money coming through there. That could be an absolutely gorgeous tourist destination. Those people could be living high on the hog. 
You know how, like the Indian reservations, they have the casinos, and they all get a check from that. The Palestinians could be doing stuff like that. Hey, but they, it's they, they're they right on the just... water. They they could be a mini Dubai if they wanted to. Right. Exactly. It could be a whole Mediterranean luxury resort. All those people could have jobs and better housing and food and infrastructure. That would bring a lot of money. They could have a port there. You know, that port could service the whole Middle East with goods coming in and out of the port. What does Iran produce, though? I didn't think they really produced that much oil. I mean, yeah, I know they 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 produced some, but... I didn't think it was enough. Yeah, they're doing uh, a million to, and a half barrels. They're doing a million and a half barrels a day right now. They were doing six hundred thousand barrels a day. Now they're up to a million and a half. Hmm. They're raking in the money up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. We could be making money. We could have put them out of business. We could have kept the sanctions on them, and we have more oil. You know, if we don't drill the oil, it's gonna come through the soil eventually anyhow where jojo lives in her cattle parish there's a lake cattle lake it used to be an oil lake that's how much oil's under the ground and didn't they see the beverly hillbillies beginning you're shooting at the crude and up through the ground yeah up through the ground came a bubbling crude rather you're shooting at some food yeah because if, yeah. if you don't drill for it it's going to come up anyhow and scientists found it doesn't take that long to replenish. You know, they thought it took hundreds and hundreds of years to rebuild uh, an oil thing. No, it only takes about 10 years for that oil to, re- to come back. The earth is constantly moving and constantly producing that. And if it's not drilled, it will expel itself. You know, there will be fissures, there will be oil lakes, there will be all kinds of stuff. And, like up in Canada, they have a mine. It's loaded in nickel. And they're like all these greenies, and they're going to mine this nickel. It's under some methane field. There's some sort of moss that's over this that when you move it, it creates a serious methane. So if you want to mine the nickel, you've got to get past that methane to do it, which creates more carbon in the atmosphere to go get the nickel. And that's before you even drill, you know, drill into the ground. You got to move this moss. But let me ask you this: whether it's Brandon or whether it's Trump next year or, or whoever, if they said let's start drilling in the United States in six months, Iran wouldn't really be where they're at. Exactly. Yeah, because all the futures people would be betting on the oil. I think JoJo said it takes at least six months to get a rig up and running. That hasn't been shut down too long. But once you shut one down for a long time, it could take up to two years to get it back up and running. Yeah, but even if you have some semblance, like if you put a couple up, then at least if you're not if you're not selling off to other countries, at least you're you're you would be oil independent while you get the other ones up. Yeah, but it, it would immediately lower the price because of the futures traders. Right. Because it's say, oh, man, you know, in, in less than a year, the United States is going to be soaking us with oil. So the price is going to go down. So then you have the, the traders, and the price goes down just with the threat of drilling. 
and you got to loosen up on the permits. He shut off all the permitting. You know, we got people that already have wells that used to have permits, but they were canceled. They're not even completely shut down yet. It takes a process to shut one down. So if you could get those back up and running quicker, just get off everybody's back. Yeah, well, and Trump opened uh, up. It, but it, the, the, the question is, what's worth more? $12 a gallon gas, which we'll get if there's a, if there's a war? Or uh, is it worth it to, to drill it? And I'm talking not you and I, but for liberals. Uh, the, the, I've never in my life seen a war that a liberal is for and a conservative is not. Right. Well, $12 a gallon gas is actually a possibility. And we wouldn't be making the $12. OPEC would. Iran would and Saudis would. Everybody that's allowed to drill, they'll be making the money, not us. Everybody... Biden sold us out to. They're going to be making the money. Now you know what the what the product was. Yeah. What did Biden sell? Biden sold oil and gas. United States oil and gas. Sold it out. Now the people that he sold it out to are raking in the dough. It was well worth their investment. wasn't worth it for us, but it certainly was worth it for them. They made a good deal with the little crack kid and his father, and John Kerry's kid and Pelosi's kid and Romney's kid and Romney's aide. Mm-hmm. They made millions. We got screwed. The country got screwed. But we could be energy independent. They're enticing our companies to leave and go to China. You know, they're threatening to put more climate regulations on, more and more and more taxes. And meanwhile, China's saying, come on over here. We don't have all that. You know, you give us a piece of the action, and you can do all the business you want. And Biden shut off the tariffs, so you don't even have to pay any tariff to get it back into this country. You can build it cheaper, you can ship it cheaper, and it's not taxed like it would be why wouldn't you move your company and the help is cheap so when we're working for $22 an hour here they're working for 250 in China per hour yeah, and, and they're willing to work if they're, if they're one of the Uyghurs yeah even less those people are living on whatever the government says they can live on they'll go to work and they'll get what the government says they'll earn doesn't matter what job they're in. Mm-hmm. So, why wouldn't our companies move? And did you see Chevy's stopping the production of the F-250 EV truck? They were oh, going to take an F-250. Yes. They sold 18 trucks. Imagine that. Farmers don't want those. Construction workers don't want those. You know, if you have a 12-hour day planned with your truck, and now you've got to take four of those hours at least to charge the truck, you're losing money. 
That truck's not making you money. That truck's holding you up. A gas truck, you can get in it, drive it, put gas in it, drive it some more. And a, a gas stop takes 20 minutes at best. And that's if you got to wait in line and wait in line at the register to pay for it. Mm-hmm. You're using your card, you can be in and out in five. So they're just not worth it. And the climate is not getting any better with all this climate change stuff. You're killing off dolphins and you're killing off whales with these wind farms. You're mining using child slave labor to get cobalt and things like that that you need for the batteries, lithium, things like that. And now they got a a nickel mine up in Canada they want to open up, but they got to move the methane out of the way. So that's going to cause a huge release. And, of course, they burnt down all the trees, so nothing's going to be able to soak up that methane. The trees are all dead. What a mess. Yeah, but why are liberals okay with that, though? I don't know. There's something wrong with them. They just are told what to think. The TV tells them, or the influencers, or the TV commercial tells them. They don't do any research themselves. They're too lazy to think. All right, I, I have another question doing before we do. open the phones here, uh, Joanne. I want to uh, ask a question. Sure. So, Robert F. Kennedy, mm-hmm. people are saying that they're going to vote for him based on one topic, and I, right. I just don't get that. People don't learn. We've told you, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is making a lot of sense about the vaccines, but that's all he's making sense on. He's still a liberal. He's still a Democrat. And he will still vote and do Democrat things with the other Democrats. He will caucus with them. But, you know, you you got conservatives, the never-Trumpers and stuff, who say they're willing to vote for him. You know, that that's stupid too they don't think you don't vote with emotion you vote with sense you have to stick together at least democrats know that much they stick together like glue even if they're dead wrong and you prove they're dead wrong they'll still stick together republicans don't do that and that's ridiculous that's why they always lose Donald Trump was a fluke because he made himself show you he was the boss. Remember at the UN when they were doing the pictures and they tried to put him in the back and he shoved people out of the way and stood right in the front? Mm-hmm. He was the boss. He portrayed strength. And strength is respected around the world. That mealy mouth, wimpy, sorry, self loathing stuff is laughable you know it's time for real men to be men no more sissies you can't do it anymore because sissies get no respect you want respect you gotta earn it and but you gotta show it too you gotta show that you're earning it you can't and just that, say that's oh, where boo-hoo. Putin and Xi Jinping come in right yeah cause you see pictures of Putin with no shirt on riding on a horse 
and not that you I think Robert Kennedy's a bad guy, and he he has no. maybe three or four topics that are that are worth looking at, but the overall right. body of work is that if if you're saying to yourself, Trump is great on a lot of policies, but he was wrong on the gene therapy, so I'm going to go Robert Kennedy. I just think that's a wrong way to look at it. Uh, he's yes. right now starting to finally, after all these years, he's starting to speak up against the gene therapies. Finally. Yes. You know, but he had he was he was misled. You know, he's not a doctor, and this Fauci dude was pretending to be. A doctor, not a mad scientist. Oh, doctor um, of death, that counts as a doctor, I guess. Yeah. You know, after further review. But, you know, up on the first level, you, the whole world is in a panic, and you got this new germ, and, you know, they're, they're coming at him from all sides, and he wants to protect the American people. You tell him this great drug is going to protect everybody, and the more he finds out, just like, you know, the rest of the world... The more you find out, the more you know. And the more you know, the more you can resist it now and regret it. But you, you can't jump on everything like that anymore. We should learn big lessons from all of it. But we never learn, Proof. We never learn. It's getting me crazy. We're learning nothing. We're repeating history. We're just giving away the farm here. Well, and, and my thought here, too, is if McCarthy or Steve Scalise if they actually physically went out and said, look, I want your vote, then go ahead and, and do what you need to do. However, if Scalise and McCarthy are voting for Jim Jordan, then you need to vote for Jim Jordan because that's what they want. Yeah, well, this is, you know, for the speaker job, the majority in the representatives get to vote. So it's not really the people. They're supposed to be representing us. So they they call it the people's vote, but it's it's really, you know, we we put them up there and they're, and they're going to vote among themselves. We are not a consideration. We're not usually a consideration anymore, anyhow. But we're less of a consideration in these wheeling and dealing stuff because they get to do that on their own. All right. Well, uh, let me ask up. you this, uh, Joanne. Do you want to bring in uh, your your favorite friend from Pennsylvania, or do we want to go to Mr. Broccoli? Um, let's hear from Joe first, because he All likes right. Mr. Broccoli, too. Okay. But let's hear what he has to say, because usually he's got breaking news for us. Hey, right. Joanne. Well, welcome Hello, in, sir. everybody. Hello. Hey, Joe. Hey, hey, let me tell you about the oil thing. We are back oh. at pre-COVID levels now. What's that mean? That means as much as we were making at the peak, we're back there now. How? Permian Basin is just exploding. They, oh, nice. they can't They can't pump enough. See, I told so, you, if you don't pump it, it's going to come bursting through anyhow. Yeah, and if if we were if we didn't have all these restrictions and permits and everything, we would be exporting millions per day. But we're back where we were. It's looking good. Good. That's good news. Finally, you hear that proof? Now, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted yeah. to bring up. Did you see the insurrection at the Capitol today? We did. Yes. It's not going to be. Our that li- was our, li- our little Muslim 
congresswoman got out there and made a speech, and they went in and basically took over Congress, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. They had to arrest a whole bunch of people today. Hmm. So shouldn't they be indicting her? Well, they insurrection need to and inciting and. Well, they need to throw out, but they're not going to. You know, I'm, I'm not sure I should even say that because we didn't want the J6 people. They were just protesting too. But well, that that hasn't all come out yet. We're going to find out how many feds were involved and how much Nancy had her fingers on it. Oh yeah, but we we have already known that right along that that was a fed surrection. And as a matter of fact, today I was looking at uh, some comparison pictures of the people quietly walking through in the ropes, you know, through the hallway, and the other people fighting with the cops and shouting and all like hanging off the off the balconies and and in the rotunda area, all yelling and screaming and stuff. You know, it, it was quite the comparison. One was peaceful. It looked like they were just filing in to go see a movie. They were still inside the velvet ropes. And the other ones were all over the place. But Tlaib come out and said about the hospital and, you know, and, how, and she was just going off in her anti-Semitics. And then, yeah, they stormed the Capitol. So we either arrest them for insurrection or we drop all the charges on the J6 people. But you can't have I, both. Yeah. Hey, I sent you, uh, Thomas Wichter came back and made one posting on Twitter. And wow. I sent it to you. You need to read that. He analyzed the last the time they had a insurrection. And mm-hmm. he went through it. He, he, looked, he, he looked at hundreds of thousands of uh, pictures. He made a very good analyst. He really analyzed it really well about what went on there. And I, yeah. I posted it over to you. You should read that. All right. Yeah, I see. He's back on. He made one post. October 10th. Two posts. Three. Wow. And it's real, Thomas really Wichter, interesting. By the way, proof. Uh, you don't know who Thomas Wichter is. He's an amazing historian. He's a World War One and Two expert. Okay. And he got thrown off Twitter because he was... I guess being canceled, but what an amazing, amazing, smart man! And boy, what a grumpy guy he is too, man. He, he would snap back at anyone, <laughs> you know. If, if you come at him, he's coming back at you. He can, he can be ruthless. Speaking, uh, about snapping, uh, I want to understand how it is that Canada can now do things like ban the Joe Rogan podcast and. If you want your podcast to be played in Canada, you have to get approved by Canada. They don't have a constitution of free speech up there. Yeah, so there's only four nations that that don't allow their news to get out. So that's China, North Korea, Iran, and now Canada. I guess that's a really good set of company to be with. Yeah. Great. But that Trudeau... He's a little mini dictator himself. You know, he's, he's, he looks cute and, you know, all, all boyish and stuff, but he is ruthless, too. Castro Jr. Yes. Yeah, he's very deceiving. He's a chameleon. 
Well, they say Castro was his father. His mother had an affair with Castro. Yeah, his mother was very popular, I understand. Especially with Castro, and he does look a lot like Castro. He really, really does. So, uh, Joanne, I just shared something. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is requesting all surveillance footage, photographic evidence, police reports, and arrest records from all house buildings from today. Good. Yeah, she should set up a commission. And she should get that to leave indicted. And the shoe is on the other foot. Oh, they're, they're you know, trying the, their best to get people arrested. Yep. Formerly the Democrats the United are. States Capitol Police, all video surveillance. The Democrats want to arrest evidence. people for being Republican. Yeah. He said that, you know, if, if you're a mega, they're going to come do some knock-and-question stuff to you. You know, just, you're not in trouble yet, and, you know, we just want to talk to you and make sure you're not an extremist and whatever. Yeah, I don't see me tipping over buildings anytime soon. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty mellow these days. You know, I don't, I don't like what's going on one bit, and I don't understand why everyone cannot see it. Proof, I didn't get your link to Broccoli. Oh, I didn't know you were, you were ready for it. I was going to wait. Okay. No, 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 but I like to set it up and wait for you. Anyhow, this is, this is getting really bad. And, Joe, did you see Biden rambling today? Yeah, I, I, sent Nick, a, I sent you a video of him on the plane. Did you see him on the plane? I did not. What did he do? Well, I just sent you the video. It was bad, very bad. I mean, the man's not there. Yeah. I, 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 I think I posted over to Twitter to you. Let me check. Yeah, let me see. Let me that was, uh, yeah, I sent a video to you, the last one. Yeah, he's in complete slow motion. Yeah, they, they juice him up or something, and you can tell when it's wearing off. You know, maybe that Coke they found on the floor of the White House was his. Wouldn't that give him <laughs> a little boost? Put a little zippity in his doodah day for a minute. <laughs> That's what the... the Singers and stuff used to do to give themselves a boost. We lost the uh, embassy in Lebanon. That's five now. What do you mean you lost the embassy? Uh, they overtook it. Where are the people? Totally. I thought they were only at a level four. Well, what I got from my I, I followed the I followed a lot of the uh, Arab sources. And mm -hmm. the Palestinian sources, and it says here, you know, this is the fifth one that we lost over there, um, reason why. That's bad. Yeah, I follow a, a lot of the Egyptians. And then they attacked our base in uh, Baghdad in Iraq. Yeah, I saw that. Some of the soldiers got hurt. Mm-hmm.
Wow, they're still protesting outside that embassy. It's the middle of the night over there. They, uh, Andy Nigo, you know, uh, the guy that was out in Portland, he posted a picture of a baby that was supposed to be in the hospital. The baby has six fingers. Oh, my. Oh, so that's a Photoshop. Yeah, yep. the only videos that anybody was posting was of cars burning in the parking lot of that hospital. hospital Nobody posted any to... hole in the hospital, nothing huh. damaged at the hospital. If that place was leveled, they would have been pictures of the place leveled. So about the same was... amount of photos as Michael Robinson Obama pregnant. Right. Oh, the, that one picture has her six fingers. What is the, the six fingers? Doesn't that mean they're inbred? Well, it's Photoshop. It, she was never pregnant. How can a man be pregnant? That's just true. The executive editor over at um, Anwar. It's for CNBC, says, Israel-Hamas update. The U.S. announced $100 million aid to Palestine. Egypt agreed to send aid supplies to Gaza. The U.K. Prime Minister Sunak was visiting Israel today, which it's almost today over there. This was put out five minutes ago. Protesters near the U.S. Embassy in Beirut were sprayed with water cannons and tear gas. U.S. President Biden addressed the nation and discussed Israel-Ukraine issues. The White House is in full support of Israel, and Iran pushes for a boycott. Wow, that's his little summary of the day. <coughs> so we're sending $100 million to, Why would we do that? I didn't think that they could do that. They're not we're going to send aid to Israel and aid to the Palestinians. Yeah, but Are we send an aid to uh, Russia too? Congress is not in session. How can he override that? I think he has a discretionary and some of oh. the Defense Department money. That's all you got to do. All right. Yeah, I think he has some discretionary level on that, but that money's already appropriated in other bills for him to be able to do that. He, you know, so he's he's got a stash that's coming out of the money that they already gave him. Has to. He can't just promise them the money. Congress has to appropriate it. He might be able to redirect money that, you know, like if they say, okay, this is for foreign aid, they don't really put a header on it saying this is for foreign aid for this much for this person, this and this and this. They just give them a lump sum and say, okay, do what you can with it. But that's all Joanne, did you see the United Nations gave Gaza a huge amount of money to put pipes in for water? Yeah. And they and they took that water for the pipes. They actually bought the pipes, but they took the pipes and made bombs out of them. Right. That place, like like I was just telling proof, that is just shorefront property for but most of it. You know that one whole side. That could be making them so much money, they wouldn't need a handout. They wouldn't be needing to make bombs to blow up Israel. They wouldn't even care about Israel. 
they put up a fence to keep the Jews out instead of the other way around. You know, they they could have tourism. They could have a beautiful port there. They could have international trade there. They could be living in the lap of luxury. But instead, they live in slums, and they use all that money that was supposed to build that infrastructure to make the place beautiful. And like you said, they're, they're using the parts to make bombs. They, Israel, more than anything else that is involved in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's destruct. that much hate is destructive, self-destructive. You know, get rid of Hamas. And stop building your neighborhoods. Stop building these houses. And now that they're all leveled, you got to come in with the bulldozers and then build beautiful homes and nice places and take care of them and make yourself attractive. And people will want to visit you. I remember back when I was younger, my cousin did some world traveling and he was over in Turkey he was, you know, Istanbul, and he was over in Morocco, and he was all of those places. When I said Morocco earlier, I meant Monaco. Um, but he was in all these places, and it was safe. And our friend, Colin Rich, used to travel to those places. She said she loved Turkey. It was beautiful, but she wouldn't go back there now. Because everything these people touch with this ideology, they destroy it. You know, the women can't be free, but there's... Like Proof was saying earlier, the gates for the Palestinians, that isn't going to work out. Islam has no use for homosexuality. They will literally behead you for that and throw you off tall buildings. That's like one of their favorite things to do is throw gays off of tall buildings in Iran. But, but it's different now because they're, they're, they, they, uh, they're woke. Yeah, they're woke. Yeah. These idiots are woke, but the Muslims are not. Not in that sense, no. And that Tlaib, she's got a gay pride flag and a Palestinian flag all staged up outside her door, her office door in Congress. First of all, who's she working for? Because when she was giving that speech today, it's our babies and our family and, you know, it's, our way of life. No, it isn't. You're supposedly American. You're working for the American people. And who's this our? Who's we that you're talking about? You know, she's acting like she's a Palestinian first. So what are you doing as a U.S. Congress person? Shouldn't you be a yeah, Palestinian maybe, maybe Congress person? she should person? run for Congress in Iran. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's got to relocate. So obviously she's in the wrong place. But she was spreading propaganda. She was inciting violence. Even after she knew the facts of that hospital, she brought it up as the Israelis had bombed the hospital. Even when she knew the Israelis didn't do it, even when they had a whole congressional meeting about it, because everybody wanted to see the proof. They showed them the radar signatures. They showed them the recordings. They showed him even even recordings of people talking to each other, to Hamas people talking to each other, saying, "Yeah, that was us." But you know how we how we going to work it? So they, they got them confessing, but this woman still brought it up. 
Trump said, go patriotic and peacefully to protest. Yes. This woman is on shrieking maniac, describing horror and death and guts and inciting all those people. Even Ilhan Omar didn't attend that rally. Yeah, but that woman went out there and did that. Yeah. You're supposed to go out and say, everybody keep a level head. We're going to get through this. We're going to figure it out. You know, Israel was minding its business. Israel wasn't doing a damn thing. They were minding their business. When people hand-glided into the place with automatic weapons and just started shooting people up, going door-to-door and burning down houses and killing people and babies and stuff. I don't even know if it was the Iranians or the Hamas. For all we know, uh, Barry Satoro and or Brandon could have said that uh, you need to do this. They they very well could have been Iranian special ops. Yeah. Because, you know, how many opportunities in Palestine do you have to learn how to hang glide with that many numbers? So they were trained military from somewhere. But then after they had breached the fence, that you know, the gate was opened and stuff, and the motorcycles had come in, Palestinian people came in and took hostages too. I've seen lots of reports about that. So after the first operation with the hang gliders and the motorcycles, then some civilians come in and started taking hostages. You know, when people come out of their houses all day and stuff, they were snatching them up and dragging them off to Gaza too. So when you're separating Hamas from the Palestinian people, maybe not. You know, maybe some of the Palestinians are pro-Hamas too. And then you got all these people in the street. The only people who could do that, Antifa, which is OFA, it started out with organizing for America, Obama's people. That's when they took to the streets with the um, Billy as Weather Underground guy, with those organizations, the ACORNs and stuff. Remember, we've been following it for years. We've watched ACORN progress into this. And that's their big thing, organize, 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 organize. They had organizers all over the place. But they call themselves Antifa. They call themselves Black Lives Matter. They call themselves woke, you know, but it's all the same people. If you look at the faces, it's the same people. Whether it's the LGBT pro marches, they have those big marches, or, you know, like the ones, the Palestinian ones now. But last time it was Black Lives Matter. The only people with the capabilities to get in touch with that many other people and guide them to a certain spot. Even if you are really upset at the situation and you want to do something, you don't know where to go. You don't know where everybody's going to meet up. You don't know, okay, go to Chicago, there's going to be a rally there, unless you're told that. Unless you got a text or a message, or a group message that says, look, we're having a rally. Be there. Because they they can do that. You know how they have those flash parties? They can flash mob. But that's how it had to be done. You know, and then you find out that some of these politicians were making stock trades on, like, Boeing and, and munitions companies, like, um was it Raytheon and stuff, they're buying stock in these companies. 
and then two weeks later, this attack takes place. They knew about it. How come they didn't tell Israel? You know, and the only the only rational conclusion is they want to take out Iran's nukes because Iran supports Hezbollah. Iran supports Hamas. The Arabs said if Iran gets a nuke, we have to get one too. The Iranians say the only reason they want the nuke is so they can take out Israel, the little Satan, and the United States, the big Satan. They're not saying we want a nuke to to keep people from picking on us, you know, for a defense as a deterrent. No, they're not saying that. They're saying when we get it, we're going to blow Israel off the face of the map. So this is a way to get to Iran. And they don't care how many people have to die to do it. I was watching a live cam from Gaza the other night. And actually that hospital was in view, too. They had the emergency lights in the parking lot of the hospital. All the lights in the hospital were off, but the parking lot lights were on. Um, But you could hear the bombing and you could see the flashes. And you could tell that they were those bunker busters. We had talked about the layers and layers of tunnels below the cities. You know, they got the basement, the sub-basement, the sub-sub-basement, all those different layers of tunnels. Well, the bombs that Israel has, you can hear the two planes back-to-back, and you can hear the two booms back-to-back. Those planes were dropping bombs and leaving craters. You could tell they were leaving craters just by the the sound of the percussion, just the camera was picking up. And you heard, ba-boom! And then you heard another plane, and then you heard, ba-boom, again! And I was told that those bombs, the first one went down and made a crater and blew off probably the first level or two of tunnels. And then the other plane, that pilot has to be precision, he drops his bomb and it goes right into that crater and takes out another layer below the one that the first bomb had just taken out. So they do them back to back and you could see that's what they were doing. So when you say, you know, Israel bombed, if Israel bombed that hospital, it was because Israel wanted to bomb that hospital. Those weapons are so precision, you could probably land them on a dime. They're not just random rockets that Israel's just, you know, lobbing off and, you know, hoping they hit a target. That's not what's going on over there. Their weaponry is much more sophisticated than that. So, here I am, I keep talking. You guys must get sick of listening to me talk. Uh, At least it's, uh, well... No, I was going to say at least it's not Israel, but I'm so over the Israel topic. I hear you. I hear you. And I don't blame you. But this is going to this is going to take precedent over us for a while, and it's not no. going to get any better. No, it's not. All right. Well, let's let's take a broccoli break. Okay, sounds good. This one here, going back to what you were talking about just a little bit ago with Rashid Tlaib, I think this plays right into it. Okay. So we have our favorite liberal, liberal person. (laughs) Because pronouns are racist. So, uh, Palestine featuring liberal person. 
So if you're ready, Joanne. I'm ready. Countdown. Oh, man, I forgot to hold on here. I forgot to uh, I forgot to get it ready on my switchboard here. So it's up there. Okay. I just have to grab it. There we go. Okay, I'll count down. Three, right. two, one, action. Hey, broccoli person. I hate you so much. Why can't you go die in the Gaza Strip? Hey, now. Just because I do not like your politics does not mean I can go around wishing death on you. That is right. Because I am loving and liberal, I love everyone that agrees with me. If you do not agree with me, you be as a Nazi. I don't know what your problem is. My problem is Trump's supporters and people from Israel. Everyone who is one of those is a Nazi that needs to be brought to death. You do realize that Adolf Hitler was the head of the National Socialist Party and they acted against Israel, right? That is correct. But Nazis were Republican and always are. Especially Libertarians. You do realize that Democrats are the only ones that are for big government. I am against big globalist government. And that is why you are a something ducker. I even went to the gays, lesbians and trans people for Palestine and Islam. Maybe you do not understand. Palestine and Islam are against gay, lesbians, and trans people. They kill everyone who is not under their religion. That does not affect me. I am against Trump. Everyone on the TV even agrees if you hate Trump, you stand against Israel. Even Black Lives Matter is against Israel. Sorry, I do not understand. Whatever Trump is for, then I am against. Trump supports Israel, so I am supporting Palestine because I am loving and liberal. But their goal is to kill you. But it's more important to stop Trump because Trump is a Nazi. He is against freedom. Isn't a group of people trying to kill you is more important than who is president? Even Brandon said that climate change and MAGA extremists are more of a threat than nuclear war or any foreign war. That makes no sense. How is a Trump supporter a bigger threat than someone right now they are going to kill Americans? That's because you are the something ducker of the year. You believe in the Constitution. But that is the law of the land. Of course we believe in it because it is the laws of our country. And that is exactly why you need to be put in a FEMA camp. Even though FEMA camps do not exist. Nazis like you need to be re-educated and euthanized. Just like they did in Germany in 1940. Even Mrs. Clinton says we need to do that because you are the biggest threat to the world. Please do tell me how the Earth's temperature rising 1% over the next 100 years is more of a threat than the Hamas people sneaking in through the Mexico border. You fool. Do you not know that the Mexico border is the most safest it has ever been? That border has been proven by Brandon and mainstream media to be closed. If the border is so closed, then why are parks being converted to shelters for illegals? Why do the kids in Chicago have to give up their football fields and people in nursing homes are kicked out so military-age single men from any country can live there? 
and they get paid to be here illegally. Well at least they do not support Trump. They will all vote for Brandon. Or Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a nice lady. So you believe illegals from the Middle East, prisons from Venezuela, and even soldiers from China, can come across the US border illegally and it is a great idea to give our land to them and plus give them $3,000 each a month to live here? Look you business, you need to stop calling them illegals. They are clearly undocumented friends of Americans, at least they will not vote for Trump. That is the worst thing you can do as an American. You need to be placed in camps like the Zrails in Germany. So now you are admitting you are a Nazi? Because that's exactly what people with your thinking did to the Jews in 1940. We do not care. But this time it is different. You something duck hair support Trump. Didn't Hamas just lop off the heads of babies in the hospital? Why is it okay to kill the kids? They did not do anything wrong. If they killed any kids, that does not affect me. I do not have any children. Besides they should have had abortions instead of letting them die in a hospital. More children is the main cause of global warming. But wouldn't a nuclear war be even worse for the atmosphere? Even Bill Gates agrees that we need to get rid of trees because they use too much carbon. You Trump supporters are crazy in the head for thinking that we need trees. Nuclear war is great as long as it removes everyone who is not a Democrat because we need to remove Nazis. You can't be serious. Did you not learn in elementary school that trees eat carbon and in return produce more clean air for us to breathe? The more trees we have, the better air we will have. You are a piece of human excrement and a liar. That's why you need to go to a FEMAC camp and get re-educated. You are so stupid that you do refuse to believe that two men can now have a baby. All I know is you support socialism. You like the Democrat Party and gave money to Bernie Sanders. That makes you a socialist. That is right. And you are for socializing and nationalizing all the small businesses in America. Yes, that is correct. Then you are a national socialist. Yes, so what? Adolf Hitler was a national socialist. He was against giving everyone their freedom and blamed another religion just so they can create world chaos and war. This was meant to hide the crazy amount of debt the nation racked up and to eliminate as many people on the earth who did not fit Hitler's criteria for who was worthy to live. National socialists were also called Nazis. Hey everyone. I hope we can learn from the history from over 80 years ago and not repeat it. Please check out the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Proof has on a lot of great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Get educated. Check out freedomizerradio.com. I will never check out the Proof Negative radio show. I am too loving and liberal. Whoever does not support Hamas or Palestine needs to get re-educated and go to a FEMA camp. That definitely does not exist. All right, so that was this week's episode. That was episode. really, really good. You touched a lot of subjects on that. You know, it's, I know it's entertainment, but you really did. 
You know, obviously, loving and liberal doesn't understand Islam, period. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I like your storefront office, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> our storefront. Yeah. And uh, the border is closed. You know, they screw with us on that because she's kind of right. They herded everybody to come through the gate other than the gotaways. But mm-hmm. once, even, once they break into the country... Then the Border Patrol gives them, you know, they process them, they get their name and stuff, supposed names, and they give them a court date. So now, with that piece of paper, they have just gotten a temporary legal status. So that's why they're not calling them illegals anymore. They're calling them migrants or asylum seekers. Mm -hmm. They're not going to get asylum. They're not running from anything. They went through four or five other countries before they even got to the United States. So they certainly yeah, but what's don't going to happen like, in 2032 when they don't show up to court? Right. Not that There's going to be so many of them that they're not going to do a thing. No, there's going to be too many of them to round up. Ten million. That's a big and number. Counting. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're coming over 10,000 a day. That's a lot of foreigners in this country that are not loyal to this country. And you know, I mean, they're coming from 186 countries. You know, some of them got to be Hamas and some of them got to be Hezbollah and some of them got to be the Libyan factions. The, oh, you have um, some of the Chinese army getting in. Yeah. I don't think that's an accident. Yeah, you got 900 Chinese men brought into this country. And with a legal yeah, status. I, I, they, they I loosely... Cut them loose talked about this on Monday, and I don't want to be yeah. the guy that predicts a, a, an attack in the United States. That's inevitable. However, if there's a city that I think would get attacked, it is not a city that is that is growing like gangbusters because it, it's planned that way. They want to attack a city that is ultra-liberal so they can get that on every news source and a city that is just hemorrhaging financially. Right. So if I was going to say that there's going to be a false flag event, I would look at San Francisco. Uh, you know, that's I was thinking about places in California because they are ultra-liberal, ultra-loving and liberal. Um, that, that's a good premise. New York is always a given. But there's other places, you know, like Tlaib's district and Glen Omar's district in Massachusetts, too. You know, they did have that Boston bombing. And New York got hit by you know, the trade center, World Trade Center. Yeah, but if they want to nuke a city, if they want to nuke a city, then uh, look at San Francisco. Well, they have more access to San Francisco going from that direction over the, the right, Pacific exactly. area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would be a lot harder. It would affect companies like Google in a sense, but a lot of those companies have satellite offices in China anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a place like Miami, you know, they got that a lot going on down there in Cuba. And uh, but I, I would expect something from Russia. And to or China and from Russia, yeah, from Russia or China, it would have to come across the Pacific. 
Yeah. So, yeah, it would be somewhere along that coast, and California would be a smart guess. You know, and those bombs travel further in the warmer weather. So. Well, it, it could be L.A., but I think San Francisco would – San Francisco's market is more – is like the it, – it's basically a dead city right now anyway. Oh, yeah. And that would give them a reason to regentrify it. Right. I you mean, know, it could convert- be Portland, but I don't think uh, – Portland is probably worse, but it's not as big of a city, so I would count them out. And I don't think Minneapolis yeah. is as bad. Or, I mean, Detroit's bad, but it wouldn't have the world name recognition, in my opinion. Not only that, but that would give your boy Newsom a chance to shine. Right, exactly. If they really you want know, Governor Gruesome as president, they'll let they'll let San Francisco collapse. Yeah. You know, and if it, if it is all about politics, yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, Newsom to his hat in, so... That's how they get rid of Biden and Harris at the same time, is give it to Newsom. Michelle Obama doesn't want the job. She's serious resistant, and time's running out. They're throwing money at her, and they're begging her. They're trying to sweeten the pot. But I don't know. She's living the life now, and she and her husband don't really have a great relationship. Oh, exactly. You know, they they're living separate lives, and she probably doesn't want to move back into the White House with them and put on that show. Uh, who could blame she might like living. Yeah, she might like living her separate life. Yeah, hey, if she Joanne. wants to go sloshing on the Ellen show, then she just wants to do that. She doesn't want to <laughs> slosh in uh, everybody's show. <laughs> yeah, Joe, what's up? Hey, I just sent you a story today. Douglas McKay got sentenced. For that posting the Hillary Clinton meme, yeah, definitely. Yeah, a, was, uh, he got. I, was, I sent you the article about his story to you. Yeah, I had I had uh, printed up the Charlie Kirk post here. It says they were so angry. This is from Charlie Kirk's post. It says the Democrats and the DOJ were so angry about Hillary Clinton losing that four years after her defeat. They tracked down and arrested the author of a meme they didn't like and prosecuted him with a law meant to punish racial terrorism by the Ku Klux Klan. They used some old law that was supposed to apply just to the Ku Klux Klan and for racial terrorism. Now, what's that got to do with Hillary? Anyhow, you're right, Douglas Mackey. Should never have been investigated, never been arrested, never have been tried, never been convicted. And now the DOJ is shipping him off to seven months in a federal prison. He's a political prisoner, no different from anyone locked up in Xi Jinping's China. That's what Charlie Kirk had to say about it. What was the meme about? Well, I, I never saw it. I heard about it. He was mocking Hillary. Well, I don't think that's okay, illegal. Well, you're a political figure. You should expect that. I wow. think he has a good chance on appeal. He gets well, the right, so. right judges, you know, because he had two liberal judges up there in New York that did the case. Well, I mean, those liberals, remember when Charlie Hebdo posted the cartoon yeah. about Muhammad? 
And all those liberals ran to the defense of Charlie Hebdo and said that that is art, that is speech. And remember that? Well, a meme is art and a meme is speech, too. And as long as it's not threatening, and I'm sure it wasn't racial in nature. I'm sure that certain presidential candidate that lost, they weren't, they, they weren't uh, complaining because she's black or Asian or, or an illegal or Hispanic. So what does race have to do with it? Right. That's what I want to know. And Douglas Mackey, that doesn't sound like, you know, it did some sort of uh, other race than her. Oh, and now they're they're sure. trying to uh, to take the Proud Boys cases back to court, and they want their sentences doubled. Who's the January six people? The Department of Justice says that that twenty two years for Enrique Tarrio for being a white supremacist, even though he's not white, is not enough. Wow, twenty two years isn't enough. They didn't he wasn't try even to there. The country. He wasn't even there. No. No, he wasn't. Isn't he one of the Proud Boys? He was the leader of them. But okay, he wasn't there that thought. day. No. And then they, you know, you don't even have to be there now. And they can just throw you in jail. But if you're screaming about the Palestinians and you're causing a ruckus and fighting with the Capitol Police and taking over the rotunda and the balconies and interrupting mm-hmm. the Congress, that's okay. They had 300 arrests and releases. You know, they're not shipped off for 22 years. Uh, thrown in jail for three years and, and solitary. They're doing terrible things to these J6 political prisoners. Now you got another one. He made a meme. If we let this stand, you're not going to be able to criticize these people at all. Well, that's what they want in Canada. We have we yeah. have a show host that lives in Canada, and they're they're worried about not being able to do their show anymore. They they'll have to use a VPN in order to get into our system. Wow, that's not cool. The Canadians got to fight this. But they're so liberal, they think it's for their own good, right? Because they're protecting themselves from hate speech. They're protecting themselves from any speech other than what the government wants them to hear. This is this is insane. I do not believe that this country has fallen so far. And Canada right behind it. Right, right, well, Canada's leading the way in some of the things. You know, they used to be so quiet and mellow and just doing their own thing. They were always a little more expensive than us, but now they're outrageous. The Canadian children, they're never going to own a home. They're never going to be able to support a family on one income. You know, they've, they've voted themselves into slavery, so have we. Our country's already gone. If we're smart, we'll stick together to get it back. But eventually, something's got to give. It cannot continue at this pace much longer. Mm -hmm. People are starting to get antsy, and some people are waking up. 
And the more that wake up and don't like what they see, they're going to get angry. They're not going to know how we got here. But I, I, I want to know, I, uh, I haven't listened to Mark Levin in a while. Is he mad at Matt Gates or is he mad at the people that, that won't vote for, for Jim Jordan? I think a little of both. I mm-hmm. don't think he liked the way that that happened. But, you know, Matt Gates didn't break any rules. And they're talking trash about the eight of them that called for McCarthy to, right. you know, be thrown out of the seat. But the majority had a vote for that. You know, they can call for it all they want. But, you know, now they're playing games with us. They're mad at those eight people. Well, why aren't you mad at everybody else who voted for it? Why are they not mad at McCarthy for, for sucking at his job? Right. Because uh, from what I hear from Byron Donalds and Chip Roy and a bunch of others that did not vote for that, they said, yes, we know McCarthy sucks, but I don't want to change right now. That, that's the consensus. Yeah, well, the, the, the Republicans are good at taking a dive right before an election every time. Yeah. And they're doing it again. It's a lot easier to yell and scream about what the Democrats are doing than to actually govern and, and run the place. Because when you're the majority, they expect you to have results. But when you're a minority, you can just yell and scream and list all the grievances. And that seems to be what the Republicans are good at. Oh, they'll tell you everything that's wrong and who it, who's wrong and the price of things and the death count or whatever the, you know, cause celeb for the day. And they'll yell and scream and pound their fists and everything else about it and have hearings and yell at witnesses and degrade them. And still nothing gets changed, nothing accomplished. They just yelled. They get to yell at people. But if they actually have to govern and they have to come up with bills and budgets and and plans and they have to drop restrictions and they have to, you know, fight for the people... And they have to fight against the other agendas, and they have to stick to the Constitution. That's hard work. And, you know, on top of having to deal with the lobbyists and taking all these monies, and now they're not even trying to hide it. Joe Biden's in. The spigot's open. They are openly wheeling and dealing at the bars in D.C. with the lobbyists. Out in the open, making deals right at the tables. I mean, they don't even care. You know, we're we're headed for a really hard fall. And when we fall, I hope we can get back up. But they're, they're, they're ripping us off. They're bleeding us dry. We don't have much energy in our oil reserve. We don't have any really, you know, production going on in this country to speak of. You know, we're mostly a nation of service now, you know, hotels and bars and restaurants, but you can get your hair done, you can get your nails done, but if you want a pair of shoes, you got to buy them from Brazil, and if you want uh, an outfit, you got to get it from China, and you got to, you know, th- those are the things that we used to make in this country. Heck, up in New Bedford, Massachusetts, they had not only a huge fishing industry, but they also had textile industry, and that's where you got shoes and curtains and, you know, all all the textile stuff you needed, you know, material, things like that, 
Now that that's not there anymore. They don't do that anymore. Stride right shoes. They don't make shoes anymore in America. Shoes come from Brazil, Italy, China, Vietnam. Well, it's the same way in North Carolina. They used to have make all the furniture down there, and it's all going. Mm-hmm. Now furniture is horrible. You don't, you can't get a nice piece of furniture made in America anymore. No. Or if you can, you're gonna pay through the nose for it. You know, people laugh at old ladies who hang on to their furniture. I have a couch in my living room that's beautiful, and you can't get a couch like this anymore. They don't make them out of the real wood anymore, and the you know the natural materials and stuff. Everything's all synthetic and compressed wood. You know, it falls apart. First bit of humidity. So you're going to pay big if you want a nice piece of furniture in your house. But most, uh, when you talk to teenagers, do you mm-hmm. know what the number one job is that a teenager wants when they get older? What? A social media influencer. That That's the number one thing right now. Wow. That's not really a, a goal. Yeah, but you have seventeen-year-olds that are making four thousand dollars a month on on YouTube doing makeup tips. That's true. You can make good money on it. So but I understand not it. everybody it just sucks. Yeah, but not everybody wants to sit around and watch your reality show all day. So you know, you might make four thousand dollars a month, but eventually you're going to get older. Yeah, you and how long you think interest, I'm sure. Right, and how long do you think you're going to influence people? You'll fade away. You know, just like every boy band or teenage singer did. You know, child actors. They fade away. Influence, uh, new kids on the block are still out there, I guess. <laughs> Are they still call new kids? Yeah. Yeah, my wife goes to see them whenever they end up in Vegas. Well, I think maybe they should call themselves new guys on the block now. Hmm. A little old to be called kids. Hey, Joanne? Yes. Did you, did you see the election down there in Ecuador? I did not. What's they going elected, on down there? Well, the guy with the... Two people running a far left and a more conservative, and the conservative won. And he's only in his 30s. Well, at least the Ecuadorans can go home now. And now in Argentina, the guy, the guy, yeah, El Salvador and Argentina, the guy that's running, he's favored. He's he's yeah. another Trumpist candidate. He's ahead in the. And did you see down in Chile? The they had a referendum and they threw out all the liberal policies. And then we move over to New Zealand. They got rid of the liberal government there. Went to a very conservative government. So we have a lot of wins taking place. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) <laughs> we yeah, because they threw all the liberals out and sent them here. Well, yeah. And they, find, 
Yes, all their liberals came across the border recently, 10 million of them total. Great. Yeah, but that, that former president of New Zealand, she, she works for the United Nations now. She does? Yeah. And she didn't even take the vaccine. No. Mm. The government officials didn't take the vaccine. Yeah, they weren't mandated. They didn't mandate themselves to take it. They just said they wanted to make sure that there was enough doses for the people. Uh. Yeah, right. There was no shortage. They were pimping that stuff on us, left and right. They're still trying. They're still trying to scare us. Well, nobody's taking it. New one. Yeah. Oh, they said less than 10% have taken the new one. Well, even less. It's just a couple of percentage points, Joanne. Yeah. No, the the, yeah, the populace, it, it's like maybe two percent. I have to go back and look and see. I have it in my file. I, I have a COVID forum I kept. Yeah, I had heard it was uh, you know under ten percent. Two percent is way yeah. under ten percent. You should have said it was under five. Um, yeah, so people are making good progress with that. You know, they did get that message out, maybe too late for a lot of people. But nobody wants the vaccine now. So people like us who were saying, please, please, please don't. And then they found out we were right. And all these parade of horribles was happening to people that did take it. You know, now people, some of them still don't even know why they they shouldn't take it. But they at least know that they shouldn't take it. Which is really upsetting the drug companies because they thought that they were going to get more billions of dollars in their windfalls every time they scare us and oh here comes a boogeyman virus and it's worse than the other one and it's more contagious than the other one and you're going to have to test yourself to find out if you got it because you won't even know that's how bad it is yeah the the number one symptom of the virus is uh is not knowing you have it yeah well if you don't know you have it it really can't be that bad your body will fight Yeah, it. but th- this time around, only 2% of the population has gotten the, this latest gene therapy. So all these yeah, uh, gene therapy it's... companies are hemorrhaging. Yeah, 2%. Right. That's, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, well, good. They should be. And then, and then, then the they state won't pull New... that stunt again. And the state of New York, they have to rehire all the teachers again. And they can't make any more uh, vaccine uh, bans. That's now law in the state of New York due to this trial that they had with the Supreme Court there. There was somebody, what was it, Boston? Or there was somebody back in the Northeast. They they fired teachers for not getting the gene therapy. They got sued. The teachers got the back pay and their jobs back. And then and then right, be, right when uh, in September when they started bringing that COVID back, they they just started it up again. Like, they didn't just get in trouble for that. And they, they, they told the teachers that they're about to get fired if they don't get the gene therapy. Well, right. it's, not yeah. in, it's not in New York. They can't do it anymore in New York. No, I said Boston. I yeah, yeah, it was Massachusetts. It, yeah, it was Massachusetts. One of the towns in Massachusetts, they got sued. Yes. And they were told that they can't mandate people to get a vaccine. They can't mandate anybody to have to put anything into their bodies. So they did. They got their back pay and everything. 
And then it was like the court didn't even make that ruling. They said, okay, well, you know, here's your money for your winning the court case. And by the way, if you don't get the vaccine, you can't come back to work. If I had. Mm. And even with that court case, the military didn't rehire the people that they let go. Right. And they didn't rehire the pilots. Now, all these private companies are looking for pilots who are not vaccinated. And insurance companies don't want to insure pilots who are vaccinated. Because you're up at that altitude and you're under that pressure. You could have a heart attack if you got a heart issue, a, a vaccine injury from it. Yeah, so at, so at one point, people. Joanne, because I used to give blood regularly before COVID. So mm-hmm. can you give blood if you got the gene therapy? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Because that blood isn't blood blood worth anything. Here's, here's the problem is if you need blood, you don't know if you're going to get non-vaxxed or vaxxed blood. Right. And there's a big underground market right now for pure blood. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the pure bloods, if they're having an elective surgery, they're donating their own blood. So if something, you know, goes south, you can put their own blood back in them because they don't want vaxxed blood. So they they have a blood bank already ready to go. You know what's weird, though, is that most people in the United States don't know their blood type. Really? Yeah, when I was younger, I, I donated blood just so I can have something in my hand or in my wallet that I've kept ever since that says mm-hmm. what blood type I am in case something happens to me. It's in my wallet. Yeah. Yep. I'm A+. I'm plus. I have the best BMP blood. Negative. I'm A+. Plus. I'm O plus, and I'm CMV okay. negative. I had to get tested yeah. when my son was having chemo, and I had to get tested so I could donate platelets for him. CMV is cytomegalovirus, and you wouldn't even know if you had it. But it can be very damaging to people who have very severe compromised immune systems. So that's another thing they test for in the, you know, in particular cases. So, I suppose I should probably, if I ever have another surgery, bank my own blood. But I'm a universal donor, too. Most people can accept my type of blood. I can't accept, like, A's and B's and stuff. But A's and B's can accept O positive. It'll change to this. I was going to say, I don't think too many people other than A-plus can take mine. Right. But my blood can be mixed, and it won't really hurt people won't be rejected but if you give somebody the wrong type of blood you can kill them right but wouldn't you be able to see though if there was an issue with somebody's blood like if uh if a blood sits long enough won't won't some of the blood clot stuff start clotting up and how would you be able to give somebody that back in the day it would have but now they separate everything out all the components they used to hang a big whole bag of blood. Now they just do the components like the plasmas and the, and the platelets okay. and the red cells, white cells. Yeah, they separate all that stuff out into separate bags now. 
and they can take clotting factors out if needed. They can add platelets and clotting factors if they do need it. You know, if you're bleeding right. out. So it's, not, uh, it's uh, not that you want vaxxed blood, but it's not as, you're making it sound like it's not as bad as I would have thought. Oh, no, it's it's bad because you don't know, you know, it attaches to the white cells and the red cells and the plasmas and, pla- and platelets and stuff. So, you know, once you have a gene therapy, it alters your whole gene makeup. Right, that's what I thought. Yeah. So even the plasma and stuff, it'll still look like plasma. It'll still spin out in the centrifuge, but it'll, uh, you know, it's still piggybacking that mRNA. I really don't know. You know, the doctors don't know either. They're seeing things that they've never seen before. They don't even know how to treat them. They don't know what's causing them. You know, like those fibrous things that are appearing in people's veins and arteries. They're pulling, it looks like twigs and sticks. It looks like people are growing branches of, of these fibrous things inside their veins and stuff. And that's caused by the vaccine. You know, and heart problems, they're telling people, oh, yeah, it was a congenital heart problem. No, it wasn't. You didn't have a congenital heart problem before you had the vaccine. They told that LeBron James, his kid had a congenital heart disease. Well, don't you think that they would have found that? The kid's had physicals. The kid's been an athlete. The kid's, you know, been checked up and down his whole life. And then nobody found a heart problem. All of a sudden, he gets a vaccine, and he's got a heart problem. And he got the vaccine so he could attend that college. Almost killed him. Now he's back. You know they're letting him play again, but I'd, I'd be a little concerned about that. Well, and I'm sure LeBron James's son, Bronny, he'll probably try to come back and play. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Him, he is back. Oh, I didn't hear that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and they made him get the vaccine so he could attend that college. Yes. And then after that, he's got a, a heart problem, and they try to say that he was born with it, it was congenital, and they just found it now. Yeah. Well, that's convenient. I don't believe that. That's probably what they're telling the family. They know in their hearts. That kid had, didn't have any problem before. Kid's been an athlete since his eyes, since he was born. You know, his father's LeBron James. You know the kid's been on a basketball court since he could walk. And you know he's well, been Let me ask you this. How, how many teams will stay away from him because of that? I don't know. They're doing it again. They did it again this semester, too, making those kids get vaccines before they could attend these campuses. Right. And out in California, they were requiring the school kids to get it. You know, they approved it for children as young as six months old. Children don't need vaccines, at least until they're 18 months old. And I know that because I know a kid whose mother had hepatitis when it was born. To avoid the kid getting hepatitis, they delivered the baby C-section. I don't know how they thought that was going to work, but until the kid was 18 months old, he was testing positive for hepatitis. Then he started testing negative for it, so it did work. But 
they explained that he was working off of his mother's immune system until he was 18 months old. So why are you giving these babies 200 vaccines before they turn a year old? If the kid doesn't even need them, it's working off the mother's immune system. So if the mother is already vaccinated and doesn't have any of these diseases and has all these immunities to other ones that they did have, why do you even give a baby a vaccine until it's starts having its own immune system. And I think I know why. Because when you give a little baby a vaccine and it has a vaccine injury, they can say the kid was born like autism. You know, they say the kid was born with autism. Right. But people, some people have noticed instant changes in their babies after they've been vaccinated. And then as the kid gets older, the kid ends up being, you know, autistic or something and they don't relate it to the vaccine, but they saw the actual difference in the child. The child was interacting with them and playing and making eye contact, and then it just goes to sullen and no eye contact and stuff like that. There's mock changes in it, but, you know, you can tell more in an older child. If your older child's walking and talking and running around and you give it a vaccine and then it's doing none of those things, you know the vaccine caused it. But in a younger baby, they can get away with saying, well, the kid was born like that. So, you know, because you, you really don't notice anything wrong with the kid until it's not doing the things that other children are doing. It's a messed up world. And these people that that come up with this stuff, they, they know it. You know, when you're making your vaccines, eggs used to work. Chicken eggs. Right. And, yes, some, peop- some people are allergic to eggs. But, you know come up with something different for those people but chicken eggs is not going to kill you it's not going to change your dna it's it's not going to leave a metal in your body like aluminums and dimerosols and things like that you know i don't know why they decided to change it up an egg is a good binder they decided that thalidomide wasn't a good binder dimerosol wasn't a good binder mercury wasn't a good binder you know, aluminum's not a good binder. Not as good as eggs. But they keep testing and testing, and they spend so much money, they try to get that money back. Now, look at the money they spent on, on mass-producing this booster. And like you said, 2%, you and Joe said 2% uh, yeah. getting the vaccine, so that's a big loss. They won't be pushing that again, and they won't be spending that kind of money on it again. We should have done it the first time, because they made trillion dollars easy between those companies making those vaccines there was money out there and they went out and got it so you know they created an emergency so they could sell their vaccines and it worked so they're going to do it again but this time people were smarter and they didn't buy their vaccines so they're either going to force them on us try to force them on us or maybe these drug companies will say, okay, well, we can't fool them again. At least not this generation. We'll try it again next generation. Joanne, I I found some good research on vaccines. And Mm -hmm. they took took kids that got vaccinated, got all their shots, and then they compared to those that didn't get any shots. 
and they found the kids that didn't get any shots were so many times healthier than the kids that got the vaccine. Yeah, well, look at those Amish kids. Yeah. They're healthy. They're happy. They're mentally stable. They don't have autism. They don't have all these these different immunodeficiencies and stuff. And they don't get vaccinated. So there is something to it. And they didn't die of COVID. No. No, they didn't. And they're still thriving and living happily and and eating fresh vegetables with no pesticides and no GMO and they saved all their heirloom seeds and they don't use any of the chemicals and stuff. And, and you're right, they were a lot healthier than people who are filling themselves up with all this processed foods and all these artificial vaccines and artificial immunities and, you know, that stuff wears off, but it also builds up. And, you know, even if you're looking at a commercial for any drug, it'll say, oh, yeah, this drug works and, you know, you're going to lose weight and your diabetes is going to go away and stuff, but it could cause diarrhea, constipation, muscle spasms, heart disease, heart attacks, strokes. You know, so they're going to give you a bunch of, yeah, and in rare cases it's been fatal, but, you know, you can treat those symptoms. So now you got heart disease from the drug that was supposed to make it then, so then you take heart pills, and then the heart pills are making your blood too thin, so then you got to take the ones that make your blood a little thicker. So pretty soon you got 30, 40 drugs you're taking, and you're I just, just taking you symptoms. I just sent you the article. Okay, thank on you. The, on the vaccine. Yeah, and also you know, the I, Amish. I, the Amish are the most, uh, I would say, population-expanding sect in America. They're, they're, they're multiplying like flies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they treat their children very specially. Their children have free range. Even if they're acting up, they don't get corrected. They just, you know, consider it, you know, just youthful rebellion. But they're finding that when these children get older and turn to adults and they are always have always had the option to leave the Amish community, a lot of them will leave, but they come back and they stay. They don't they don't mm-hmm. like the outside world anymore. That you know, they went out, they saw it went to school, didn't like any of it, and went back to the simpler life, which isn't really a simpler life. Those people work hard, you know, working in them fields and doing all your laundry and stuff by hand, no machinery, no electronics, things like that. But they're very smart. They read a lot, and they do a lot of community things, and they're very, very tight-knit. We have a lot of Amish in our area, Amish and Mennonites in our area. Yeah, and... And they're very peace-loving. They, you know, they don't fight and argue with people, and they're aggravated. I saw the greatest video though, on cops. You know the TV show Cops. Mm-hmm. This horse and buggy was riding down the street, and the cop was behind it, and he pulls up beside it, and the Amish guy is passed out cold on the front seat of the buggy, and the one cop says to the other one, he's like, "Well, are you going to pull him over?" And the the older cop said, nah, the horse knows its way home. 
They just let the horse go. <laughs> the horse knows his way home. Yeah, so, you know, he must go down the street and have a few pints and gets a little tired. <laughs> he passed out on the front seat of the buggy, and the horse just takes him home. I didn't even know that Amish drank like that. I didn't either, but they do. They they do like a little bit of ale now and then. Okay. Yeah, they make it themselves. When my my daughter uses a lot of fruits from the from the Amish, the fruits and vegetables, and I save all the seeds. So, you know, pretty soon those seeds are going to be scarce, and the GMO seeds they'll they'll grow a plant, but they're not going to fruit the second fruiting. So if if you get like seeds from Walmart and you grow tomatoes all season, and then you take some of the seeds from the tomatoes you grow, they'll grow a, a nice plant, but they'll never fruit. Hmm. Same with hey, the Hey Joe and Joanne, I, I need a couple minutes. I'll be right back. You guys talk amongst okay. yourselves. There's no all one right. in the queue trying to get in. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. Anyhow, the, you know the seeds that. Like she got me peppers the other day, and she got me some other things. Believe me, I put those seeds away because someday you're going to need those seeds, and you're going to be able to grow them and then save those seeds because these will be heirloom seeds now. And if you're out there and you're listening, get some Amish vegetables from the Amish community and save those seeds and plant those ones so you'll have more seeds next season. Yeah, Joe. Is there Amish down there in your area? Oh, yeah. There's a whole big, huge community here in Sarasota. It's a little, like, 20 miles from me in Sarasota. Yeah, there's a restaurant called Detweiler's, and it's a big store, too, and they get all kinds of foods and produce and whatever. Uh-huh. But they have a whole Amish community. There's some restaurants, and they got farmland down here, up down here and yeah, it's a big Amish community in Sarasota. I know when I lived in Oklahoma, out in eastern Oklahoma, there was a lot of Amish moving mm-hmm. in. And I guess, and I just talked to my friend in um, northeast Tennessee, along the western part of North Carolina. The Amish are coming mm-hmm. into that area as well. Yeah, so they're just not staying in Ohio or Pennsylvania where I'm at, or Indiana, they're starting to go around and take over, you know, start communities all around the United States now, which is good. Yeah, that is good. And it it is a simpler way of life. You know, once in a while, people should really look into it and just take that time and enjoy that. You know, they work hard all day and they rest well at night, but they, you know, they're, they're actually living a good life and a healthy life. You know, when you kid wants a snack, go in the backyard and pick one. They got all kinds of fruits growing down here and vegetables growing down here. And they work and work and work and work. And you can tell they know what they're doing. You know, they'll plant one section of the field. And then, you know, they'll, they'll harvest all that and chop the stalks and whatever and just leave them there and they, they compost it. They'll turn it over the next year, but they won't plant again the next year. They move to a different section, you know, so that they, they reestablish the soil. And they got they got it down to a science, and they're living just fine. No, they're not starving, and they're just minding their business. 
Not bothering anybody. I know the Mennonites, we have more Mennonites than Amish, but we also have some, I guess, brethren, um, brethren Dunkards here. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to go, there's four Mennonite uh, fruit stands or, I guess, vegetable stands within about two miles of my house here. So Thursday we're going to go pick up some stuff from the Mennonite store. I go across two miles down and get some stuff. They have apple cider there. I mean, it's just, you know, if you want something fresh and they have bread, they make all this, all kinds of food. If you ever get an opportunity to try the Amish apple bread, and they, they put a glaze on it, but you can get the glaze on the side, buy it. You will not be disappointed. Well, I have I have something new that most people don't have. I have an egg people. They deliver. Oh yeah. And and their eggs, their chickens are are pasture raised. They you know run around all the area and they feed them organic food and it's the best eggs you ever ate. Pay nice. for them, but hey, they're good. Yeah, I save all my egg cottons, you know, because we do a lot of cooking. And I have everybody around me saving them, too. And we got a lady next door to my daughter who raises the hens. She's got some beautiful red hens, too. So I give her the egg crates, and she gives me eggs. I have all color eggs. I mean, (laughs) I must have about four or five, six different colors. And I get about three dozen every two weeks. I eat three eggs a day. And, and, you know, they're the best thing I could. Because after I had COVID, man, I, I, I was in a funk for months. You know, just could not shake that funk, and I just started eating eggs. And man, I'm back to my old, my old energy self now. Well, eggs are loaded in proteins and nutrients and stuff. I know a lot of people don't eat them, but I got to tell you, whether or not you eat that egg, that chicken is going to lay that, that hen is going to lay that egg. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not you have a baby is up to you, but your body's still going to produce an egg. And then it's going to expel the egg if it doesn't get fertilized. So just like humans and anything else, the egg is going to be there. The the hen's going to drop the egg. So Mm -hmm. whether you eat it or not, but, you know, when somebody gets a severe burn, the very best thing you can do is quickly scramble up an egg white and rub it over that burn. And that creates a collagen seal like a layer of skin, because hmm. what happens is you lose a lot of fluid and the, the skin, of course, is scorched. But if you put that egg white over that burn, that covers the skin, the nerves, and everything, and it won't even burn as bad. you still got to go to the hospital, and it'll wash off. But that layer of collagen will make such a difference in the scar and everything else, yeah, especially I, if you I, burn uh, I keep aloe vera. I have, I have many aloe vera plants, and I, I keep a a canister of aloe vera for that same reason, but it's probably not as good. Well, aloe vera, that's another thing. that Aloe's got a lot of collagen in it, too. Believe it or not, for a plant, it's got a lot of collagen, and it does work on burns. But that's probably why God put it in hot climates. But, yeah, I have a huge aloe plant in front of my house, and if anybody gets sunburned, you definitely put it on there. But just remember, like, I've seen people really scald themselves bad with boiling water or burn themselves with hot friolated grease and that egg stops the pain and that's excruciating pain too you drop, you drop a, 
a bucket of fryer grease on you, you're going to feel it. But that egg, it, that, that'll get you to the hospital. And because that pain is excruciating, but it'll t- it'll ease the pain too, because it covers the nerve endings. So just re- just remember that if you get a severe burn, you know you're not going to put if you burn your finger and run it underwater and, and treat it. But it and silvadine works too. But if if you don't have any silvadine, definitely use egg white. Egg whites are good for a lot of things. They're good feed. Regrowing hair, growing your nails, keeping your skin nice and moist, keeps you from getting wrinkles. Because if your skin is nice and moist with the collagen, then you won't wrinkle as quickly or as badly either. I don't know, eggs have a lot of good purposes. So... I don't know. Oh, I wanted to give you all an update on Mary Lou Retton, too. I don't know if everybody remembers who she is. She's she's 55 years old. She was an Olympic champion, and she was a gymnast. She's still alive, and they said she's making remarkable progress. She had a very rare form of pneumonia, according to her daughter, but... She's been in intensive care for a week, but she, she's making good progress now. So she, she's starting to recover a bit. And I just wanted to give you, you know, an, an update on her. You know, I save Wheaties boxes. I have a couple of Larry Bird boxes. And okay. Mary Lou Retton, Mary Lou Retton was the first woman on a Wheaties box. I have her Wheaties box, too. No, I, have, I thought um, Billie Jean King would have been the first one. I, I believe you. I just, uh, if yeah. I had a trivia question, that would have been my answer. Yeah, well, Mary Lou Retton was, and I and I actually have that Wheaties box, and I looked it up, and it's worth over two grand right now. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have two Larry Bird Wheaties boxes too. They made a hundred thousand of them. Fifty thousand went to Boston, and fifty thousand went to French Lick, Indiana. And I ended up with two of them. One has cereal in it, one doesn't. I don't know which would be the better of the two, but they're both preserved. And um, I have the Michael Jordan Wheaties box. So I don't don't know what they're worth, and it's just, you know, I've never looked at Wheaties box pricing, so I I wouldn't know. Yeah, well, you you can get, you know, they got a lot of uh, high-priced boxes. There's a lot of things that are worth money that you wouldn't think are. You know, well, have you ever heard me collect- talk about Kool-Aid packets? No. Oh, let me let me find something for you here. There are some expired Kool-Aid flavors that are kind of rare that are worth a ton of money. Yeah, I bet you one of them is cherry watermelon. I can't find it anywhere. Oh, that was a good flavor. There was also uh-huh. strawberry starfruit. I remember that one, too. That one used to taste like strawberry. But my but, favorite all-time would be uh, Sharkleberry Finn. I think I remember that, too. It was uh, strawberry, banana, and... Blackberry. There was a th- a strawberry, banana, and orange. Mm. It sounds like a good mix. 
Banana and orange mix is good, so I'm sure strawberries will go nicely with it. Well, strawberry banana is one of the most popular combinations of any any flavor of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very popular with the acai bowls my daughter makes, too. She has an all-American bowl, and she puts granola, Nutella, and peanut butter. Then she puts bananas, strawberries, and blueberries on it. And then she puts some chocolate chips and some almond slivers and coconut flakes. She calls it the all-American. It's amazing. Yeah, her acai, acai was never powder. It's not reconstituted. It's just the pureed berry right from the Amazon. Yeah, look at that one, Joanne. Okay. Oh, wow. An apple flavor? Yeah, I remember that from the 80s. That was probably my favorite flavor of all time. Yeah? Look at that. It's worth 60 bucks. Well, that's what they're selling it for. Wow. Can you imagine that? It was probably 10 cents. Remember, they used to be the packets for 10 cents each. You used to be able to get 10 of them for a dollar. Wow. Yeah, I sent you another one. I don't know. You can get cherry and you can get watermelon, but I can't seem to find the cherry watermelon mixed one. Oh, I remember this one with the Flintstone, too. Bedrock orange. Wow, 200 bucks. See, now that's something that... you wouldn't think it would be worth anything. And it really is. Wow. I wonder what my Archie's metal lunchbox is worth. See, uh, there's also, do you remember a drink from the 80s called, or not, no, it would be the 90s, called Orbits? No. All right, if you take a look at the bottle, maybe it'll ring a bell. Okay. I have a few of these. Oh, okay, yeah. They look like lava lamps, and Orbitz now is a travel site. It's not a drink. Yeah. So these go for 40 50 bucks on the regular. Wow, that's strange. 40 bucks for that. But they look like lava lamps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. What's those little balls in it? Boba? Or gelatin, I guess. Boba, uh, they're basically the same thing, but boba's bigger. Yeah. How'd it taste? Kind of like Brutopia with, uh, with gelatin in it. Okay. I don't know if I'd like that, but I do like Kool-Aid if it's made right. You have to yeah. make it exactly how the package requires it. Actually, I used half the amount of sugar, and I liked it that way. I didn't like the full amount of sugar. I like it just exactly the uh, level cup, though, not over, not under, but level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the two quarts of water and one cup of sugar. But that is a lot of sugar, I guess. But that flavor, I don't know, I like it. But 
You know, it's, it's just weird, all the things that are worth money that you wouldn't think were. And weedy boxes. One Another thing I save is newspapers. I have the nine, all the 9-11 newspapers, the New York Times, the Boston Globe, the local papers. Okay. I have the commemorative Time magazine with all the photographs in it. Um, the, a couple of years ago, they were doing a 9-11 presentation at the kids' school. And the teacher was amazed that I had all those newspapers. I sent my granddaughter with the newspapers and the magazines and stuff. And the teacher was just amazed that, that, you know, we still had all that stuff. I got the paper from the space shuttle explosion. Remember? The shuttle blew up. Yeah. I have the, all the Boston bombing papers that I could get my hands on. The JFK Jr., I have the commemorative magazine, Life magazine. No, Time magazine with his pictures of his whole history, growing up, his life, and everything. It was a special edition. But I, I got all kinds of... I got the ones from Trump indicted. I saved those. I saved the one Trump elected. I saved I saved a lot of newspapers from things that happened. The blizzard of 78, I saved the, all the newspapers from Boston. So when my kids go through my house after I'm dead... They're going to be like, look at this stuff she saved here. You know, but it's history. Until the hurricane, I had all the show notes from all the shows we did. I had them in totes and boxes because that was a, a running mm-hmm. history. All the stories we told, everything that we printed up. You know, I print up the stories so I have them at my fingertips, but I also print them very big so I can see them good. So I had reams of paper worth of show notes from all the years that, you know, been on Freedomizer. And uh, they got damaged in the hurricane, or I'd still have those too. But I have encyclopedia from the 1800s. And everything has changed in the encyclopedia. I go through it every now and then, especially like the atlas that came with it. Half those countries don't even exist anymore. You know, Persia, Constantinople, they're not even there anymore. So, you know, it's good to have these things. Especially, my mother was smart, and she always said by the first edition book. That one tells the truth. So, the second editions and, and after that, they can change anything they want. They can edit it. They can... You know, shorten it up, things like that. But the first edition you should always have. So I got a lot of first edition books, too. I got some old ones I inherited, too, with leather bindings and things like that. I don't even know half this stuff is doing in a place that has hurricanes. Some of the stuff I have should be in museums. You know, but you don't get rid of it because it was passed down to you and handed down to you, and you don't use it and you got to put away. And you know, if you look for it, you can see it and find it. But it, I don't know why I save so much stuff. But we—that's all right. 
So what do you think Jamar is going to bring? You think they're going to vote for Jim Jordan? It took, what, 15 tries for McCarthy. And they're threatening us with this Hakeem Jeffries. And Hakeem Jeffries, he's just, I don't know. Do you really think that he would have a chance to get in? I think the Republicans will stick together if it looks like he's going to win. But they're playing so many games. I don't even know if they remember who they're supposed to vote for. By the time the third, I would be surprised at this point. At this point, I think it's almost even, and I hate saying that. But I think there would be some people that are like, I know they're not my party, and I know that we would lose, and everybody's going to yell at us, and I'm going to lose my seat. But I can't vote for Jim Jordan because MAGA. Yeah, well, I guess Nancy Pelosi was supposed to help McCarthy out. Right. Because they knew this was coming. And McCarthy, no, yeah, McCarthy made a deal with Pelosi that she would have her caucus vote for him. And then they didn't. They voted against him. So when he was ousted, that guy who's taken his place there, Patrick McHenry, he got mad towards a payback. That's why Pelosi and Hoyer lost their offices, mm-hmm. because they reneged on a deal. They were supposed to help McCarthy keep that seat, and they didn't. So they had something else up their sleeves. So as a payback, she got booted out of her office, and then Steny Hoyer had a problem with it, so they booted him too. Hmm. They had, I guess the way that the offices are set up, that's quite the little hideaway she has. It's a corner office, and it takes up a whole section of the building, and it's far away. So, you know, it's not like everybody else's office that is side by side or across the hall from each other and stuff. Right. She's got like a whole little enclave over there, and she got the. Uh, boot I'm from sure. That. I'm sure many a cocaine has been handled over there. Oh my goodness! I guess that they do a lot of it there. I didn't realize how rampant drug use was in our government seat, but it is. Well, they're psychopaths, yeah. so they need it. Yeah, well, well, they're all going to these parties, and they're all, you know, doing a couple lines to boost them up in the daytime and keep them going. And you know they're juicing Biden, because sometimes he's full of pep and vinegar, and then 20 minutes later, he's crashing hard. So whatever they choose well, my favorite on, was off. when uh, in Vietnam he was saying something, and then he he just randomly out of nowhere says, "I got to go take a nap," and then he gets off the stage and walks out. Yeah, right in the middle yeah, of the he, sentence. Yep, he crashes and burns hard. So whatever they're juicing him with, it wears off hard. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't his and, and his old lady's coke. You know. Hunter is the likely suspect, but the night that they were out there, it was the 4th of July, Hunter looked wrecked, but so did Jill. They were sweating in their eyes, like wild eyes and bouncing around. And See, I think uh, I think Hunter is more of a professional, though. I think he would be, he's like the guy that checks his balance on his bank every day, even though he knows there's only $7.02 in there. So I think he would he would know every morsel of crack that's on his person. 
Now, yeah. his dad, on the other hand, I, I, I would say that he would have no clue. Yeah, he doesn't even know if he's wearing underwear that one. So yeah, yeah. If he lost, if he if he lost and ate the coke, he wouldn't probably remember he even had it. But mm. the people around him would be like, Joe, where's your stash? You're gonna you know do a blast, will you? <laughs> You're falling asleep on us. Wake up. <laughs> you know, you gotta stay awake from this meeting. Well, I, I would mean, I, I, I would say though that when you say he has pep. Uh, I don't think he ever has Trump energy, but uh, no. he, he's at least awake. And it bothers me that people are saying it's age-related. No, it isn't. It's health-related. And and he did have a, a stroke or a, a brain bleed or something a while back, too. But the guy's got Alzheimer's. Not everybody who is his age has Alzheimer's. You know, I know people who are well into their 90s that are sharp. And hold conversations. And then my mother-in-law is 94 years old, still driving, taking her dog for walks, doing her own shopping, cleaning her own house. You know, she's getting along just fine. She can even hold grudges. She remembers her first communion for crying out loud. There's no way that she would ever act like that, falling asleep, mumbling, rambling, rambling on. You know, he just switched into an Irish poem today when he was talking to Bibi Netanyahu. There's a war going on. There's rockets going on on both sides of the border, and this guy's giving poetry. And he, I saw the, the video that Joe just sent me. He's on the plane. He's leaning up against the wall. He's in slow motion. He touches his chin, and he, he can't even speak. He's, like, incoherent. And this is what we're putting on the world stage? Why did they even send him over there? It's humiliating to all of us. Oh. I they saw today on him. some, uh, I think it's MSNBC or Microsoft or whatever, their website. They said that Brandon's beating Trump by 14 points nationwide. That's because they threw RFK Jr. into the mix. Hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, came out. Hey, came out Without RFK, RFK Jr. in that mix, Trump did, has blown him away. Did you see that, Joanne? He's for reparations for the black people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and that's why Proof is upset because, you know, it, it's a one topic. People are not looking at the I'll overall I'll give him picture. two. He's anti-war. I'll give him that. Okay. But you can't just vote for a president for those two things. You have to think about the economy. You have to think about our presence on the world stage. You know, Trump exuded power. And nobody wanted to test him. Joe Biden, they've been doing nothing but testing him. You know, Trump was sitting there with Xi Jinping, and he fired off a candle up Assad's rear end in Syria before Mm -hmm. dessert. And that's how you do it. There's a guy running up in Canada. I've forgotten his name, but he just did the the greatest interview. And he was eating an apple the whole time he was giving the yes, interview. Yes, I saw that. Was. Yeah, that was a good interview. That was absolutely the way to handle this media. Oh, yeah, you're taking a page out of Trump's playbook. What page? Oh, and then uh, the BBC was interviewing the, the, the Poland president, 
and he said he was proud that he's not taking any he he's taken zero muslims and will take zero muslims as refugees from the gaza strip and he said uh, she the the liberal pundit said how dare you or how can you be proud of the fact that you're not helping in a in a major crisis that you're not helping out fellow men and putting religion aside because those fellow men will cut your head off for religion. Yes. You can't put religion aside. That's what they're using as their reason to go to war. Yeah, they're Trojan horse, right. That's their reason for going to war is religion. So because these liberal pundits don't like that reason, you don't get to tell the person lobbing rockets at you what their reason is. So... They, you know, they'll tell you themselves. They do that a lot. Oh, you got to put religion aside and you got to take them. No, I don't. Well, they're not putting their religion aside. And Israel was minding its business when people went in and attacked them. And what are they supposed to say? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. And then they say, well, it's disproportionate. It should be proportional. What are you, swapping punches or are you what? If somebody comes and attacks this country, we're going to respond with overwhelming power that we will either eradicate you or you will never want to do that again should you survive it. You have to make it not worth it. So forget that proportional stuff. If somebody's there to kill you, you do whatever it takes to make sure that they never have that opportunity. Yes, but instead, instead they're telling us that uh, it's more important to go after Republicans. And then the second biggest thing that that's a, that's an earth calamity is climate change. And then third might be a religious war somewhere. You know, they say, okay, we've got to reduce the carbon. How much carbon do you think is in the world? How much carbon do you think that there is in the atmosphere? You know, and people will tell you, I don't know, 10%, 20%. It's 0.04% of the atmosphere consists of carbon. We don't have a carbon problem. The trees can handle it. Hey, did you see the there was an interview that Bill Gates did, and he was talking about, he said that we could reforest the whole earth, and that would not reduce carbon. And this guy so is... So we, uh, we need to invent carbon scrubbers. You scrub the carbon, you're not going to have any trees at all. Well, that's the idea. They want to untree the whole earth and bury them in the ground so they don't eat any carbon. Wow. You know, he used to build computer viruses, and then he used to sell antiviruses. He's not a doctor. He's not a scientist. He's a madman. He's a eugenicist, and he's got way too much money because, you know, he could do a lot of things for humanity with the kind of money he's got. Instead, he wants to destroy us. All the people in the world, you could fit them if you put them shoulder to shoulder. 
in New Jersey. They would all well, say, I've all read before that world. you can give everybody in the world an acre of land in Texas. Right? Yeah, we don't have an overpopulation. But the elites, the global elites, want to live in this happy utopia. And they only want enough people around to serve them and their needs. And the rest of us can be eliminated. Yeah, but most of, I, most people will, will go along with it. So uh, I, I understand what they're trying to accomplish, and they're trying to accomplish the getting rid of all the lemmings. And right. wh- whoever's not a lemming, then they want to euthanize. Right. You know, they want to enslave the ones who will cooperate, and, and you're right, euthanize the ones that won't. So, you know, you need, they figured out you need a certain amount of people to run a country. And, you know, some of them have to be farmers, some of them have to be electricians and stuff. So they, they figured out how many people they're going to need for all this stuff. And everybody else is a useless eater. And they'll starve you. They'll poison you. They will destroy your surroundings. They will do whatever it takes to get rid of you. They will the put media, an abortion clinic on every corner. The media is all too happy to make it happen. Right, and they'll feed you the, the abortion is great, and you should all abort your babies, and like you 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 have people there trying to get pregnant so they can abort the baby, so they can be good liberals on your broccoli man. Um, yeah. yeah, but you know they'll give you all the contraceptions you want, and then they'll saturate your country so that you won't have any national pride. You know, these people are planting foreign flags in the United States. Then they're coming across that border. They're carrying foreign flags. So that's telling you that they have a loyalty to their own country. But that's what the globalists don't want us to have. They do not want us to have any national pride. So if they saturate you with people from other nations, what nation are you going to be proud of? You know, they're not going to be proud of America. They don't know anything about America. All they know is they had to get here. It's the land of milk and honey. They don't know our history, our constitution, our laws. Our well, rules. it's hard to be proud of a country when you bring your Venezuela flag with you. Right. Exactly. You know, if you're fleeing for your life from the oppression in your home country, why would you carry that flag? And value it and bring it all the way over here. So are you here to conquer us, or are you here to assimilate? They're not going to assimilate. They're not going to learn our language. They're going to keep their own language. We're going to end up in tribal regions, and that's how they're setting us up. They're strategically placing these people in blue cities. Eventually, they'll make it to flyover country, and they'll make it to the blues, to the red cities and stuff. But first, they're saturating the blue cities because they're more receptive to it, because right. they're loving and liberal. Um, but that's I got you saying that now. That's going to turn out real bad when you have so many people from foreign countries, some of them that hate us, and you have them all in one spot. That changes your neighborhood. That changes your voting. It changes your your congressional district. It changes the whole the whole structure of that city 
and that city's not going to contain it. It's going to fester oh. from there. Before we get done here, because we got like less than two minutes, did you see Gavin uh, Governor Gruesome told Adam Schiff to not run for Senate because he's white? They need to hold that. Ca- they need to hold that seat for a black person. Which is very discriminating. They should hold it for a competent person. And it's not up to him for that seat. Didn't Blagovich go to jail for that? Uh, I believe he can. But the yeah. rule is, if you if you don't get arrested for it, it's legal. And he's not going to get arrested for that. Yeah, well, Rod Blagojevich. Yeah, him. He went to jail for that, for trying to... He thought he had authority over that Senate seat that Obama was vacating. Yeah. And he was going to sell it to the highest bidder. Jesse Jackson, Jr. He had the authority. Yeah, well, Newsom has the authority, too. All right, good night, America. I love you. Joe, thank you for calling in. I'll see you soon. All right, thank you. Everyone else, I'll be back tomorrow. We have a new Thursday co-host, so I'm looking forward to that. Please support the other shows on the network. It's not just a group negative show here, but until tomorrow, hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive, and remember only you can prevent forest fires. I am group negative, and I am Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.